is Free Talk Live and another live Saturday edition of the show. As always, you're invited to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us anytime you want online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features we have for you there. They're totally free. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Bagels Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We will uh, take your calls and thoughts about anything. There's apparently been some national-level protests going on over the latest police killing of what appears to be a completely innocent uh, young gentleman, 29 years old, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Which Mr. We- Nichols. Tyree Nichols. Uh, is that a, yeah, Nichols. Yep. Uh, we discussed it last night as well. Is uh, it pronounced Tyree? It's spelled T-Y-R-E. I just I'm not assumed sure. it's pronounced Tyree. Tyree, maybe. Tyre. Tyre. Yeah. Uh, like the city? I haven't heard the news pronouncing it, so yeah. you know, normally they check that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to your phone calls and thoughts first. Plus, uh, we got some Central American and South American uh, news that might be of, of interest to people on the international scene and anywhere. But first, we go to Alu calling us from the Liberty Block at libertyblock.com. Alu Axelman, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, thanks for taking my call. You mentioned the Liberty Block. It does have articles. I try to write articles about every single important bill. If there are about 100 important bills that are really good or really bad every session, I try to write at least one article about every single one, and sometimes a video and a podcast as well. I've written uh, five or ten already this year. And I have a spreadsheet that kind of tracks every year I do this the last few years. It tracks every important bill as well, including the next hearing date. So nice. anyone who's in New Hampshire and or wants to help New Hampshire Liberty legislation pass, let, let's contact me, call, text, email, tweet at me, whatever, um, and I'll share the spreadsheet with you. But I, I also do publish articles, and a few others have written articles the last few days as well to help prime people to, to be able to testify the hearings. As far as the drug one, I'm sorry I was not there. I was working that day, but I did do the remote testimony. Oh, cool. uh, it's a shame that there weren't more people there. You talk about the yeah, one I, that would completely end the war on drugs, that yeah. bill? Wait, so you're telling me yeah. your excuse for not being at the one for drugs wasn't that you were out doing some drugs? I don't do drugs. I'm actually <laughs> totally straight edge. And that's I know, I know. I'm giving you crap. Asset to the movement, I'm straight edge, but I still support legalizing it all. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one at all. Like, I heard about the DMT ones, so mm-hmm. I was really surprised that uh, the same person, uh, uh, Matt Santanastasso, was not, uh, wasn't telling us all about this one. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I'm, the Liberty Block article, I mentioned both. I'm glad you mentioned it. Now I know where to go. Yeah, it definitely could yeah. have been better promoted, but uh, that just goes to show we got a lot more growing to do here in New Hampshire. We need uh, an organization that focuses on ending the war on drugs. We've got anti-drug war cannabis organizations that focus on cannabis there really isn't much beyond that from from uh, you know my awareness isn't bonnie working with decentralized nature uh, um, decriminalized yeah, nature? it kind of just never really got anywhere unfortunately i think that it just fizzled out uh, maybe it needs some better leadership i don't know okay and the the other big issue i wanted to discuss was the the latest police murder I was at work for the weekend and too busy, but I, I heard a bit about it. I haven't seen the video yet, but I can mm. assume it was a brutal murder. Everyone is condemning it. Even you know, Bongino, even the conservatives are all condemning it. But again, I just watched Bongino's interview on Fox, and he said, you know, it's not training. We don't train to murder. These cops are bad. But he stopped short of saying we should like hold them accountable or abolish them. He said, you know, don't shut down the Scorpion unit, the SWAT unit. <laughs> don't shut it down. It's a horrible idea. It's the dumbest thing ever. We need aggressive cops and SWAT teams. So he gets close to getting it, and he actually said a few times, 
clearly he read my book, Presumed Guilty, because he mentioned cops are not vigilantes. Now, here's the thing that apparently almost nobody in the world knows. Maybe like two or three people in the world besides me know this. Cops have one job is to apprehend suspects. And the reason why, and you mentioned in the intro, this was a, you know, he uh, was allegedly or, or presumably innocent. That's not even correct. He was 100% innocent. Hmm. He was not yet adjudicated guilty by a court. Because true. I saw a bit of the video. There was no jury in the video. There was no court um, judge in that little video. It was just the street and the cops. Yeah, no, no doubt. But like, they're not even cops. alleging that he did anything that I've heard, right? Like, yeah. they pulled him over for some traffic violation. Suspected of some traffic violation. And then when he was dealing with these psychopaths, he managed to break away from them and run away, which, of course, will probably result in, it would have resulted in likely some sort of criminal charge, but there was no victim in this person's actions. Well, except for him. Well, the victim was their pride. If you run away from the lords, then you're, you're hurting their pride, and then they kill you. But again, the biggest issue that I... I put in my book, Presumed Guilty, and in the intro, in the first chapter, I explain what the job, the duty of every party is. And the police have one specific job to apprehend suspects. The judges and the jury, they adjudicate guilt or innocence. The corrections system does the punishment and correction. Everyone has a certain job, and it's not other jobs. I have a certain job as a medic. It's not to do surgery. It's to do emergency care for injuries and illnesses. It's not surgery. It's not to put people in cuffs. It's not to um, you know, shoot people in the head. I have a certain job and I do that job. I don't do something different. That's so the important thing that I hope our listeners understand is cops are not there to punish. Even if someone did something bad, even <laughs> if the person raped and killed a billion people, the cops are there to apprehend and bring him to court, not to punish him. Well, that's what they're supposed yeah. to be there for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you like, uh, would you like something else with that, uh, unicorn poop? I mean, you yeah. say that they have uh, one job. Yeah, they do. It is to intimidate the citizenry from the state. That is what they do, and they do it very, very well. Yeah, I did see the footage, yeah, yeah. and it is—it's uh, pretty awful. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's four men at least just holding down and beating on a man who is probably smaller than the smallest of the cops. Like these these cops, some of them look like linebackers from the NFL, yeah. and this kid's you know maybe as skinny uh, as I am. Roid rage certainly uh, is an issue that is undiscussed when uh, mm. regarding the police force. Yeah, that's a thing. They do a lot of them are into the steroids. Yeah, yeah. What police do is they maintain the belief that people will be punished for acting out. That's all. That's all they do. And unfortunately, people believe that if you don't have these punishers around, that everyone's just going to, you know, start eating human flesh and putting spikes on their skulls. Yeah, because we need the police. Without the police, who would beat innocent suspects to death on a regular basis? Yeah, and this is insane because you are just incentivizing people that instead of running, now they're going to want to fight you instead. Hmm. It's yeah, ugly. The other major issue I think nobody mentioned yesterday on the show was how they use division. Again, the elites totally use division, and there's a big group of um, you know, generally white, conservative, libertarian, militia types, Second Amendment types, and January 6th Capitol, um, the, the Fed's direction. And um, there's you know, BLM and, and the more radical, aggressive, um, you know, black BLM progressives. And they both you know, are actually willing to do some real stuff to hold government accountable, but they turn us against each other, which is divide and conquer. So we fight each other and not them. And I'm literally about to publish in about a week. I'm publishing a book all about that. They fear unity, how they divide and conquer us. And I'm actually going to add a little bit here to this book because, like you said, with, with the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I, even the pretty informed person, I thought they were black victims till like, the trial. 
and I saw a picture of the white mm-hmm. character, and I'm like, wait, Kyle, I, by the way the media was talking, I was positively shot. Oh, you're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, okay. Yeah, 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 they, they do everything about that division, and this one, they were all, all the cops were black. People have to realize it's about blue versus humans. It's about the blue. It's us versus them. Versus us. Yep. And look, that's not the mentality that I adopted. That's literally their mentality. That's the, yes. the mentality of the police. That's what the thin blue line is all about. It r- literally is the idea of them being separated from the rest of us. It's their gang colors. That thin blue line on that American flag, that is the police gang color. But it's more mm-hmm. than just the colors. It's literally the line that separates the you know the brotherhood yeah. of oh, the they, police. That line makes them feel like they are superior to everybody right. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without that feeling of superiority, they couldn't possibly carry out as much abuse as they do. Well, yeah. and to go back to what you said earlier, though, Captain, about the the steroids, I wouldn't want to just place blame on drugs for this because oh, no, it's a power it's a power problem. I mean, they do have some Why of them do, you do think have, they do the steroids. It's so sure. that they can bulk up and intimidate people. But not right. all of them do it. Some people just you know yeah, get off of on them, the power. But the ones that do they yeah. they do steroids so that they can be larger than other people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we agree. It's it's the power that's the problem. Right. Uh, if this were an actual free market, the police would be abolished. And folks would be free to subscribe to security services and defend themselves as they saw fit. Well, yeah, sure. In, in a reasonable world, the only time that you would need to arrest someone is when they are actively a danger from you not stopping them from doing things. Yeah. So if they are a suspected murderer, yeah, you need to stop them until they can have a trial. But that's when they are an actual danger to others if you don't stop them. Yeah, this type of, quote, security services, unquote, that the police <laughs> provide, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, uh, is a monopoly that government claims. It's one of many monopolies that government claims over services and products that they don't allow anyone else to compete with. And since they have a monopoly on it, we keep seeing this over and over again. We know what's going to happen in this case. They're going to investigate themselves and find that they did nothing wrong. Yeah, I don't I know. Was, I was shocked that they got fired. I have literally never heard of uh, that. They, well, they, all, they all got apprehended and then were released on bond within hours. Look, they I used to charge with homicide, though. They have been charged with second degree uh, murder. Second degree, yeah. Now, I used to have that viewpoint, Captain, but I got to say, since the George Floyd thing, it seems like the police are more likely to arrest their own than I've ever seen in the last 20 years. It seems to be sure. there's been a shift on this. Mm. Now, whether they end up taking a guilty plea to a, you know, a reduced manslaughter charge or something, I don't know. But I don't think they're going to be off the hook on on this one. Yeah, I mean, the, this footage is crystal clear, just like with the the George Floyd. There's there's no doubt about what these guys did to him. Well, and and you you point as you point out, they got released immediately. Now, in that a sane civilization, that would never happen. Look, we have footage, very easy to see that these people are beating a man to death. Yeah. Now, if anyone is ever going to be arrested, put in a cell. Mm-hmm. That is who you want put in a cell because they are dangerous to humans. In life we've been covering stuff like this on free talk live since before i was even on the show sure. for decades and while this case might be the exception there are thousands if not tens of thousands of cases like this that go completely unpunished and the cops get away with it yes and there's nothing anybody can do about it you can't do anything about it i can't do anything about it the only thing that can be done is to abolish it completely recognize that power is the problem and decentralize it give it back to the people give it back to the individual so we can all do as we see fit that is the solution yeah that that's what amazes me the most about this is not that it happened but that it's getting attention it's like do Mm -hmm. do you guys think this isn't happening all of the time why is this getting the attention 
I mean, I, I'm. It's I, got the video. I hate to look a good a gift horse in the mouth. It, here, it's but. got the video. I don't know if you guys were on the show the night we played the. I don't know if we played the video, but we talked about the video from San Antonio, Texas, where a 17 year old's eating a McDonald's hamburger in his car in the McDonald's parking lot, and a psychopath cop comes up and tries to like open up his car door and yeah. then arrest him. Uh, or do something to him, the kid runs, and the cop pulls his gun out and blasts him, yep. almost killing him, putting him in the hospital for more than a month. That cop also was fired and charged in that incident because there's video. That cop had a body cam hmm. on. Now, if there was no video, you know that whole story would be different. And if there was no video in this case, these cops would be lying through their teeth about how this kid was attacking them and he was on PCP and he was crazy and they had to do what they had to do. They didn't want to do it, but they had to do it. But the video is quite clear. I mean, this was just yes. a straight up beatdown. The uh, Free Thought Project just had an article recently. I think I posted it on one of my social medias somewhere. Uh, but they literally uh, shot an unarmed disabled man who had just gotten out of bed because they woke him up. The SWAT mm-hmm. team or whatever uh, had woken him up. And so him and his wife were going to see what was going on and they mm-hmm. opened fire. Their hands were up and everything. Is there video? There's video of it. Yeah. Has anything happened to those cops? Uh, not that I'm aware of. They just put it out. I think oh, this it's is fresh. day old or okay. today or something. Yeah. Alu, any other thoughts you want to share? Go ahead. No, that's all for now. Just check out the Liberty Block and, and check out Presumed Guilty and the new book's coming out soon. All right, check him out at uh, libertyblock.com. Thank you, Alu. This just goes to show how important it is to shoot police with a camera. Exactly. Uh, And it's always been important, but it's it's happening more now, I think, than it's ever happened. And since George Floyd happened, people are taking it more seriously than they've ever taken it there are more there's more of an outpouring of anger and frustration protest about this in fact i have a story tonight uh about the national level protests that are going it's not just happening in memphis uh new york city apparently had one and i don't know where else but if you want to weigh in maybe you went to one of these today you can call us up here you can tell us what happened at 603-283-6160 Gigi is on the line though in south carolina uh you can bring up anything Gigi, what's on your mind tonight Good evening, everybody. A pleasure to speak to all of you, as always. I see by my phone call this past Thursday night, I got the ball rolling on this issue. Glad to be contributing in a positive manner. So here's my thought for this evening, everyone, to all my fellow listeners to this wonderful program, especially to such individuals as the major in Michigan, because he loves history like I do, and I've noticed that about him, and I say that respectfully. The other day was Holocaust Remembrance Day. Mm. My question is, as a former professor of international law and history, has this world truly learned anything from the Nuremberg trials? In my opinion, no. And why do I say that? because we had the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, Darfur in Sudan. We have had other examples of genocide with the Hutsis and the Tutus in Rwanda. The Uyghurs of China. In Bosnia-Herzegovina. I could go on. Mm -hmm. So what good is the United Nations or international law? Please tell me. Please help. None whatsoever. Oh, we don't need no, the United no, that, Nations. No, no, that's not completely true. Uh, what uh, mankind has learned and what the United Nations has been good for is just hiding the atrocities a bit better than they used to. 
Oh, sure. I agree with you. I asked my question facetiously. I know. Well, and it is very sad that we haven't learned from the Nuremberg trials, even Truly, to the point where... You if, are right, Richie. Uh, uh, this is Pickles, Pickles Mountain here. Uh, so, to this day, when you question the police while they are violating your rights, why they are doing this, they will tell you they are just following, following orders. orders. Yep. So right, we, do, we right. did not learn Good a thing point. from this. I, I didn't even think of that. I could kiss you. <laughs> Well, just remember that I'm not the same person as Richie next time, and uh, we'll be good. Thanks, Gigi, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. The number here, if you want to join us, it's 603-283-6160. According to CNN, there's uh, some news that it was, the article was just about previously the protest, but they've updated it with new information. Memphis police have now permanently disbanded the so-called Scorpion Unit. Uh, that was the unit of which... The, Does it say what that stood for? Because that's uh, a really interesting acronym. They, yeah, they didn't put it in this article, unfortunately. I saw it. I can't remember what it yeah. is. But, Something yeah. about peace and community. You yeah, know. It, it's t- and it totally means the opposite yeah. of what they've been doing. Yeah, just like, well, Bearcat, right? Like the, the ballistic engineered armored <laughs> counterattack <laughs> right. truck. And they're trying to act like it's this, oh, it's only to protect the police. It's not to attack you, even though the word attack is actually in uh, the the... It's the, not a it's not a tank. It's acronym. a nice fluffy bear cat. Okay, I found it here, Captain. Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods was what Scorpion stood for. Oh, there we are. Peace so, in neighborhoods. Yeah. How could you how could that be a bad thing? Like they can make a really long acronym, mm-hmm. but they can't do anything right. Oh, like the USA <laughs> Patriot Act? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, scorpion isn't what you think of uh, as far as animals that are peaceful. You don't really, like, I don't know, maybe dove would have been what better. The, maybe they could have figured out something for dove. What was the name mm. of the, the TSA force that, like, uh, stopped a bunch of people on, like, Greyhound buses and the stuff? The Viper Squad. Viper. Oh, yeah. okay. So scorpions, vipers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are really peaceful and, and caring and nurturing <laughs> types of creatures, right? Well, yeah. And that's exactly it. They want to sound better. That's right. They sure and, do. And, and what this reminds me of is the story of the frog and the scorpion. Do you do you know that? Yeah, one? You're gonna have to recount it for me. Yeah. So uh, uh, the scorpion asks the frog to Uncle be Peekless, carried to the other side story. of the of the river, and the frog says, "No, if I give you a ride, you will sting me." Mm. And he goes, "Well, I can't sting you because if I do, then we will both drown." And the frog goes, "Oh, well, that makes sense." So he carries him on the back, and, and halfway through, sure enough, the scorpion stings him. He says, "Why have you done this? We will both die." He says, "It is my nature." Mm. And that is exactly what the police have shown in this. This is their nature. Yeah, they're based, uh, like, police, in, as far as an organization, is just a subsection of government. And we all know that government is based on coercion. You, They take money from people without their consent, without any way for you to really opt out, and then they keep a bunch of it for themselves, and then they give a bunch of it to, to their goons. And then these goons are responsible for protecting, not us, but protecting themselves and their bosses and their bosses following orders as they say it's a criminal enterprise it always has been it's just becoming more obvious but really the question is how long are people going to be able to repeat the the same old refrain of well it's just a few bad apples i mean here there's okay several bad apples in this case because there was at least four or five of these guys on the scene all at once it's it's the fact that there's a barrel that all these apples are in 
Yeah, the rest of the we, statement we don't, is... We don't, we don't need no barrel. A few bad apples right. spoils... Get rid of the barrel, the apples fall to the ground, and nature takes its course. Mm-hmm. So they don't tell you the rest of the statement, though. It's a few bad apples spoils the bunch, right? So that's... Which is exactly yeah. right. Because that's the thing. Even if you had just a couple of bad police in one really amazing, wonderful squad, okay, well, now the rest of these are going to cover for those few bad ones. And guess what? Once you start moving your morals that little bit, you're going to be corrupted yourself. Well, multiple other officers responded. You can see it in the video footage uh, that the city of Memphis has released. Uh, it was, I don't know how many other officers came to the scene, but there were some, and there were also apparently a couple firemen. Yep. And everybody just stood around as this kid was beaten. Yeah. You know, they weren't there while the, the beating. Be thugs. They weren't there while the beating happened, but they didn't help this kid. Right. Right. Like they could have arrived on the scene. They could have taken him immediately to the hospital, but that didn't happen immediately. So maybe that aggravated his uh, uh, his injuries. I didn't know the firemen were in on it. I had a, a link on this from yesterday. I think it was from WREG. Yeah, it was WREG.com. Mm-hmm. They have all four videos up there. The, yep. So they got the body cam shots. They've got the, the whatever, pole cam, the, the pole cam and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And you can watch them for yourselves if you haven't seen them. So they've now announced that the uh, Scorpion unit, which was launched in 2021, tasked with tackling rising crime in the city, but has been heavily criticized in the aftermath of the 29-year-old man's killing. Nichols was brutally beaten January 7th after a traffic stop. He required hospitalization and then died three days later. The five Memphis officers who were fired, surprisingly, and charged in his death were all members of the unit, according to the police spokesbureaucrat Karen Rudolph. In a statement posted on Twitter Saturday, Memphis police said it was, quote, in the best interest of all to permanently deactivate the unit. They said further that the officers currently assigned to the unit agree unreservedly with this next step, while the heinous actions of a few cast a cloud of dishonor on the title Scorpion. It is imperative that we, the Memphis Police Department, take proactive steps in the healing process for all impacted. Look, I'll say it again. Except for Tyree Nichols. I, I say it every time we talk about this kind of stuff. If police want to untarnish their reputation, they have the power to do so. They all need to get together, send an email or whatever amongst themselves, their little thin blue line group, whatever they got. Send an email to everybody and say, hey, stop enforcing any laws without a victim. That'd be a huge step forward. And bam, all of a sudden, their reputation would be sterling. Unfortunately. But they never do it. Who was at the hearings this week and every every week in New Hampshire, whenever there's a proposal to end the war on drugs or lessen the war on drugs, it's the police who show up and they testify in favor of continuing the war because yep. that's what they do. They are, they're warring against us. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. 
Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. You can take control of the airwaves here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to David Itza, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program. You can join David. He's gold level, which means he's doing 10 bucks a month. So thank you, David, for that. Definitely appreciate yeah, dude, thanks. the support. Uh, you can join him at amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It is a way for you to get behind what we do here on Free Talk Live. So if you appreciate the work that we do, talking about the ideas of peace and liberty and freedom and cryptocurrency and things like that here every single night, seven nights a week, uh, on broadcast radio on about 180-plus radio stations coast-to-coast, and online, of course, via podcast, live streaming, live video streaming, and playback later on anytime you want at freetalklive.com. If you appreciate the work that we do, as David has done, you can join us over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It's five bucks a month. That's all we ask for, and you get some cool perks if you do that, and we certainly appreciate it very much. Not Percocets, by the way, just <laughs> P-E-R-K-S. No, nope. you better not have Percocets, or the Scorpion Squad might kick in your door and, <laughs> and murder a, you. And with some Vipers right behind them. Yeah, so, uh, but they are, they're saying, you know, for whatever it's worth, that they're shutting down the Scorpion uh, team yeah, there. They're just going to rename it to, you know, Memphis. The, the Tiger Team, or, you know, they'll come up with some other creature. Yeah, it's not like they're going to, you know, change the entirety of the police department to be a, a different operation simply because four or five of them have been charged with, uh, con- you know, with uh, second degree murder yeah. in this particular case. And why is it second degree? Because it's not premeditated. So first, we planning on beating him to death, right? Beating him, sure, but to death, that was uh, <laughs> icing on the cake, really. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so that's the latest here from CNN.com. They are also uh, there's some protests that are going on. They'll get into that here in this uh, in this particular story. But you know, once again, the police here in their statement that they posted are trying to downplay this. Oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be involved in the healing process. They say for ah! all that are impacted. Uh, Ever been healed by a cop? Either of you? No. no listeners you've been no. healed by a cop no. i've never been healed by a cop never heard of that before unless you mean healed like where they push the heel of their boot down uh, oh, on your yeah, neck yeah we've been stepped on with the boot yeah sure yeah. lots of us have nichols family attorneys ben crump and antonio romanucci praised the department's decision to disband the unit and called for other cities to quote take similar action with their saturation police units in the near future to begin to create greater trust in their communities Quote, we must keep in mind, this is just the next step on this journey for justice and accountability, as clearly this misconduct is not restricted to these specialty units. It extends so much further, said the attorneys with a joint statement. Unfortunately, though, most of the, these people who are rightfully criticizing the police 
will not come up with the actual solution, which you had mentioned in the last segment, Captain, which, of course, is to disband the entirety of the monopoly on violence, which is the government and its police department, because anything else they do is just going to be a reorganization of the deck chairs on the Titanic. Any kind of change to the department, oh, we're going to fire this chief and we're going to put in this better chief over here. Musical chairs or whatever, right? Yeah, you want to heal your relationship with the community? Stop harming the harmless. It's really that simple. I'm sorry, sir. Do you know I pulled you over? Speeding officer? No, actually, I wanted to have a healing ceremony. You looked like you could need it. Yeah. It's never happened. Here's some homeopathic remedies for you. No, that's never happened. They're actually, I expected it was going to be extortion. There actually have been some times, Captain, where some departments have pulled people over and like given them coupons for free ice cream or something like that <laughs> so and dumb. it's such a dumb thing to do because it still scares the crap out yeah, of somebody you, right yeah you make somebody you know wet themselves and yeah. you know whatever you know the lights on and the sirens and the man yeah. with the gun and all that and they're like, adrenaline's a pumping coupon to arby's yeah. or whatever they've it's like, done that you pal like, we're well, trying to- you've taken my time you've uh, stolen several hours right. off of my life from all of the cortisol that's in my blood yep. but uh hey 50 cents off of a burger yeah, so they really have done that on occasion. It's their quote-unquote community-building pullovers, basically. <laughs> so just reminding you that they're the tyrants. Yeah. Some uh, city leaders said disbanding the unit is just one step in addressing issues within the police force. Quote, the community has a lot more questions and a lot more demands, according to one of the Memphis city councilors, Patrice Robinson. She said further, We've gotten emails, many emails from citizens in our community, and they're all concerned, and they're expressing exactly what they see and what they want to see in our police department. We really need to investigate and find out what's going on. And then what are they going to do about it? Hmm? We already know what's going on. Yeah. You you give special rights to people in costumes. That's what you do. That's what's wrong. That's the whole thing. That's it. Period. That's what's wrong. You give special rights to people in costumes. That should never happen. Nobody, no matter what they're wearing, no matter what kind of armaments they have on themselves, should have more rights than everybody else. Everybody should have the exact same number of rights at all times. But what's going to happen here is what always, this is sort of the same game plan. It's like, oh, we got to investigate. We hear we hear you, community. We know you're frustrated. We are, too. We think the police have gone too far, but we need to figure out what exactly is going on. So we're going to create a task force. Yeah, the public is crying here. and the police are crying. It's just that the police are crying of laughter and the public is crying of sadness. Mm. Well, some of the police are crying because they got caught. But beyond that, yes. Uh, so they're going to create want a- you to feel heard. We don't want to change anything, but we exactly. want you to feel hurt. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing right. here. And so they they put forward some sort of plan like, okay, well, we're going to form a task force. We're going to hi- we're going to bring in this attorney. We're going to bring in someone from the police department. We'll bring in this token activist. Uh, you know, we're, we'll form a task force. An independent force. panel will look into the situation. And they're going to invest in... Who you know, we've hired They're going to investigate this, and they're going to spend the next year... Yeah. investigating this because you know things take time yeah. and in that time they're hoping things are going to simmer down well, they will because the human the protest- attention span yeah. at this point is like five minutes the protests are going to go away and then uh, you know maybe these guys are actually going to get convicted i i i'm actually not as uh critical of this as you captain i think they could end up being convicted of of this because i think that this is pretty crystal clear right, but we're still talking about the individual uh, case right so like yeah. this case 
may be like one of the very few times when not only are these guys prosecuted, arrested and prosecuted, but they might see some jail time. They may. But again, one of the very few cases. Now, yes, I will applaud cracks in the system. And if this is the beginning of something far out, solid, and right on, I think it's the exception it's not the to the rule. Yeah, it's not the beginning of anything. So that's what I'm saying. That like over the next year or whatever, these guys are going to go to trial. Yeah. Let's presume they go ahead and get convicted, maybe manslaughter, or, or maybe they take a plea which, deal. Which I'd whatever. like to point out. If I take, say, a nice iron rod and start mm-hmm. beating you with it, and then you die, it's not second degree that I get charged with. Right. So whether or not we find these people guilty, like we aren't even charging them with what they do. They intentionally ended someone's life. I don't know. I mean, you think it was an accident that they kept hitting them and then delayed the medical treatment? Well, accident. Okay, so accident would be, I think, manslaughter. Uh, the case in, and I'm not a lawyer, right? But the difference between a premeditated murder, which is first degree, and second degree murder, is second degree is not premeditated in that. They can't prove that these guys had the plan to go and kill Tyree Nichols that night. It's the semantics of the legal system versus the reality of the situation. The classic example of a second-degree murder is husband walks in on his wife, discovers that she's cheating on him, goes into a crazy, you know, violent rage and murders the wife and the the cheating uh, person that's that's in the room. He didn't come home with the intention of finding his wife uh, cheating and intending to kill her. He had not plotted, he had not planned to kill her, but he did kill her, and that was what he did in that moment. And he intended to kill her in that moment, but it wasn't, quote-unquote, premeditated. So that would be the difference, as I understand it. I mean, I think being a cop is the premeditation. Yeah. You could say that. You go into this with the expectation, I'm going to hit people. They're going to form some sort of investigation task force. The officers are going to be seeing some sort of justice. That's going to simmer things down to some extent. And then the task force will put forward some mealy-mouthed, lukewarm, crap-can proposal to modify the city police department. They'll make all the police watch like an extra HR video on Wednesday at 7 or something, you know. It'll be nothing. It'll be absolutely nothing. What happened in Minneapolis? Like, there was this big protest. The police uh, department got burned down during that that protest. It seemed like it was seemed like it was moving towards something happening there. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing changed with the police department. They didn't replace the police department with some sort of nicer version of itself, with some professionals who knew how to handle uh, situations that weren't crazed, violent lunatics. None of those things happened. And that's and that's the real problem here. So even if you stop these individuals from continuing to run around ending innocent people's lives, someone else is going to slip right in because you maintain the position. As long as mm-hmm. this position exists where, okay, we have a job where you get to beat people sometimes to death, then you're just going to have other psychopaths move into that position and beat innocent people to yeah, death. That's right. Absolutely. It's the same. It's the, the problem of the throne, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, everybody's like, well, you know, we keep uh, electing these new people to the throne every, you know, two, four, eight years, whatever it is. Uh, but we keep having these same problems and they keep getting worse. We can't, uh, can't, can't imagine why these problems aren't being solved. We keep putting new people in there and they keep getting worse. Why? Well, the problem is you have a throne in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a big part of why I advocate against violence to both politicians and police. Apart from the comeuppance that you will get and the impracticalities, apart from that, it's not going to work because you are not removing the position. 
You are simply right. removing one person from the position, and that won't solve the problem. You get rid of the throne. You become better humans by proxy. The police statement comes less than 24 hours, according to CNN, after the release of the graphic videos of police striking the man. Uh, protests began forming Friday night with people in several cities in the United States taking to the streets and raising signs bearing Nichols' name. Saturday's marches and rallies were expected in Memphis, Boston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Salt Lake City, Athens, Georgia, and Columbus, Ohio, among other cities. I did see video apparently out of New York City where police were attacking one of the protest leaders apparently in the streets. So they decided to go after uh, the people in New York City in this case. Protesters near Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta repeated Nichols' name and demanded justice. They then proceeded to march through downtown. In Memphis, protesters late Friday shut down Interstate 55 uh, Bridge near the downtown area, chanting, no justice, no peace. According to a CNN team, there were no arrests stemming from that demonstration. Ahead of the release of the videos, Nichols' mother, who uh, he called for, by the way, while he was being beaten to death, called for peace. He was apparently 80 yards from her home, uh, called for peaceful protests. Yeah, here's maybe a rule of thumb. When the person you're beating starts calling for their mom, consider stopping. Yeah. Just maybe. Um, no, they're not going to do that. These these people uh, were completely out of control. They were relishing this. They were completely in control of this young man. I mean, if you've if you've watched this footage, they keep demanding that he get on the ground, and he actually says to them at one point, "I'm on the ground." Right. Yeah. Oh no, you need to be on your stomach. Well, maybe if y'all weren't holding me down on my side, I would be able to get onto my stomach. So, like, he couldn't do the things that they were demanding that he do, and so they beat him right. for doing for, for not doing the right. things that they were literally prohibiting him from doing. Yeah. They had four or five guys in this situation. This kid couldn't weigh more than 150 or 160 pounds, yeah. the way it looked, and... They could have easily manhandled him onto the ground in the position they wanted to. They could have hog tied him. Yep. They could have all grabbed one arm and one one leg if yep. they wanted to. But they kept struggling with him, and then acting like they were in some sort of a je- yep. in some sort of jeopardy and, from this guy. Like I'd be willing to consider uh, the apologizers and their arguments if this was an isolated incident. Incident. But it's not. Are there people apologizing for the police in this in this circumstance? I mean, they, there must there be. There always are, right? I haven't seen like, them oh, yet. well, you don't know what it's like to be on the job and have to mm. face the daily grind of being a police officer. And this is blah, the price blah, blah, of blah. living in a civilized society. Right, yeah, I'd be if this was an isolated incident, I might be willing. But I'm totally not willing to listen because we have covered this over and over and over again here on Free Talk Live. It keeps happening over and over again in the national media, and like you said, they go through some gigantic they make you feel a little bit better yeah. about what's going on and it just keeps happening again right. and again and again it's, it's been, been three going years on, since george floyd almost and it's been more than that you can go way back decades sure. even as Eric long as Garner. i've been alive you you know that people have always considered the cops to be a gang of their own the second set of books applies to them only mm-hmm. and not anybody else and they are a gang uh, of a proportion that any other gang would love to have their size and numbers and also their legality. Uh, let's go to Jerome on the line in South Carolina. Jerome, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just wondering, could they put them in front of a firing squad so we don't have to have a trial? Hmm. 
Well, I uh, I get what you're saying, Jerome, but it is important. They'll never get on the witness stand. They'll never. Just like those cops that murdered on George Floyd. They'll never get on the witness stand. Hey, they'll do just like this guy in South Carolina that's accused of killing his family. He'll never get on the witness stand. Or like a guy in, um, in, in Idaho. Well, it's not their obligation as the defendant to take the witness stand. That is their right uh, against self-incrimination. That's for sure sign they're guilty. That's for sure sign they're guilty. Mm, not no. ne- not necessarily. OJ, was O.J. innocent? Was O.J. innocent? I don't know. I mean, that's, he was found not guilty in that particular oh, case. I don't think so. But don't I don't think so. That. You uh, know he wasn't innocent. Well, now. He didn't get on the witness stand, did he? That I is think he did, no, didn't that, he? No, this is, this is actually a really important right that we have, that you have a right not to testify against yourself, or for that matter, uh, to testify when you believe that it will lead to the incarceration of the innocent. And that's an important yeah. thing that you don't have to speak to the police. You don't have to speak in court. Look, Jerome, yeah, I get it, man. lawyers come out with a bunch, a bunch of lies. Jerome. Jerome, I I get that this is a outrageous uh, situation, but yeah. you don't want to be calling for the abolition of a public trial. And and look, I'm a critic of the court system. There's no doubt it's a yeah. effed up system. Uh, having yeah. just gone through it and having seen many of my friends go through it over the years, I mean, there's definitely problems with it, but I'd rather have some sort of public trial than just throwing somebody in front of a death squad because they may have done something that you don't like. Uh, Why we don't need they to... deserve justice? Hmm? They didn't give him any. I'm not saying... I, I get, I get it, man. I get it. Look, I... I, it's on video. We know what these guys did. That's crystal clear. It should be in an open and shut case. This should not be a hard conviction at all uh, for hey, the prosecutors in this particular case. Jerome, there's there's the two way, problems the there. So yeah, if you yeah. get rid of trials, number one is you are giving a power to the government you do not want them to have. You do not want them to have the, the power to arbitrarily pick people to put in front of a firing squad. And number two, if we stop having public trials, like, look, I get it, our court system is messed up, but the reason yeah. we have trials is, among other things, to show what is unacceptable behavior to other people. Hey, let me ask you this. The cops that, that, that tried to kill Rodney King, did they get the just the, the um, just um, punishment that they deserved? Because they moved no. the trial from one part of L.A. to another part because that would be more friendly to um, to the police. Well, let me ask you, Jerome, yeah. where do you stand on us continuing to have these special positions with special rights? Because that's why the the police that beat Rodney Keene didn't get their justice is because they were first class citizens and he was a second class citizen. Well, like I said, with liberty and justice for all. But I don't know if I believe in that anymore. Well, I stopped believing that a long time ago. All I know is, hey man, living here in the South, I'm careful, real careful where I go, and I don't go anywhere at night because uh, you know you never know, man, especially when. Police, they've always made me nervous. Even when I was a kid and I would play street ball, yeah. they would come barreling down the street, you know, like we were like criminals or something. And uh, I was that made me nervous. So they always have made me, I'm always careful around them. Because I had some cops walk past me a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting outside waiting on, this, on the city bus. And I said, oh, there go those feelings again. Mm-hmm. They really worry me, you know. 
So they always made me nervous. Yeah, you didn't feel like they were there to protect you or serve you, did you? You felt afraid of them, didn't you? Damn right. I just, that's the way I've always felt. Right. Well, and this goes to show them, that this is not a th- this example of uh, Tyree Nichols goes to show that this isn't a race issue. This is a power issue. Right. This is a yeah. police are psychopaths. A very issue. important thing to point out. Yeah, you're absolutely right to get those feelings of I am in fear of my life when these people are around because they have this ability to get away with things that the rest of us simply can't. Yeah. By the way, um, Tom Yamas from uh, NBC, a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about, you know, racism in this country. And the people were, he had some black guests on and he was just rolling his eyes what they were talking about. Who was one of the first people in Memphis doing the show? Tom Young, a guy who came from whose family, you know, left Cuba because someone that looked just like him had all the power in the country and his family just couldn't deal with it anymore. So now he's in, in Memphis, Tennessee, dealing with the same racism and power that he had that his family had to leave. You know, I'm not sure who you're talking about. This yeah. is a guy with Jerome, NBC. Is Jerome he, lives in a different yeah, world. Yeah, is he yeah. like, uh, who is he? Is he a reporter? Yeah, he's a reporter. Is he like a local yeah. reporter or a national? No, he's like a national reporter for NBC. Tom okay. And I'm not really sure the point that you're Cuba. trying to make here. He His family escaped from Cuba, and now, and what, what's that have well, to do with what he was saying? What he was saying that, oh, the police were black. How is that like, um, you know, like murder? I said, well, what color? The color of the skin doesn't make the uniform, man. What they stand for in that uniform. That's what it is. It's absolutely it's not, right. His family, his family escaped oppression. In Cuba, so he knows. He, he acts like you're he saying he know should know better. You're Cuba. saying he's he's yeah. covering for the police. He's on the police's no, not, side. Not, well, he's just wondering why. You know, well, they were black. That doesn't absolve them of guilt. Yeah, I think what he's saying is that the uniform taints you. When you put the police uniform on, it turns you into a monster. Well, it attracts yeah. monsters for sure, and it may also turn people into monsters as well. How did those people ever even get on a police force, man? I mean, what's the process? Well, someone's like? got to be. As long as we have this position, someone is going to fill it. And yes, some of the people that get in there are already psychopaths, mm-hmm. and that's why they get into it. And other people look power corrupt. It sure does. It always has. It always will. That's why it's so dangerous to put so much power in a few people's hands, because it will always, always turn them into monsters. Jerome, hey, I uh, got to ask you a question. Yes, sir. I got to ask you a question. How did you enjoy your visit from Donald Trump this week? I heard he was up there. And, I, uh, is he coming to New Hampshire? I, I had no awareness of Donald there. Trump being here and wouldn't care if he was. All right. Okay. All right. All right, Jerome. No, it's all, all right, right, man. Thanks for the call tonight. We're, uh, you know, we're on the same page on this one, so I appreciate uh, hearing yeah. from you. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Major. Bata. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I I listened to an interview from the uh, head of the uh, Guardian Angels about the New York thing. Uh-huh. And uh, remember last night I called in and I was wondering whether the buses full of imported rioters were going to show up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems only about 100 of them showed up. And one guy got up on top of a cop car with a megaphone and tried to rile the 100 up. And ended up busting out the windshield of the cop car, and the cops took him down. That's probably the footage that you saw. Yeah, I didn't see and the then, whole thing, so I don't know what all the what precipitated the cops chasing down somebody. 
there, there was the, he obviously had a female sidekick too because she tried after the fact to get him riled up again. But mm-hmm. uh, evidently, Black Lives Matter or the powers that be on the other side put out a big old inner tube thing trying to get people to show up, telling them uh, wear dark clothes, bring a knife, rocks, and kerosene. Evidently, they know they're not smart enough to handle gasoline, so. There you go. That's my update for the night. All right, Major. Thanks for the update. Appreciate hearing from you. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Maybe you were out at some of these uh, protests around the country that apparently happened last night and today. Um, how long they will go for, unknown. Uh, will they make any difference? Probably not. I'm just glad that people care about police accountability for another five minutes. Because, yep, look, true. if we can keep doing that, then maybe we can just keep caring about police accountability. I mean, until they're actually held accountable. Right. You know, I I don't see much changing. Well, right. But these officers may be held accountable, but the police will not be in any way, shape, or form unless there's some serious political uh, changes afoot. And not seeing that yet. Would love to. Keep our eyes open. Number for you to join us here at 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. The phones are open. If you want to join us, you can do that at 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want, although a lot of people are talking about the latest police murder of a innocent man. Tyree Nichols down in Memphis. In this particular case, it happened to be an all-black cop squad that was killing a black man in this uh, in this incident uh, because it is not about race. It is about power. It is about them versus the rest of us, them being the thin blue line, the police, or what they call the scorpion squad uh, in this particular case in Memphis. They've now disbanded the scorpion squad as though that's going to solve the problems. The politicians are, of course, weighing in, acting like they care about people, because we know they don't. They're just sociopaths. Well, if you just relabel it, then it solves the problem. Like, the like you know, some people are concerned about uh, a recession. Well, if we just change the definition of recession, there will be Now it's be not a recession. One. Right. You know, we'll just relabel these, you know, thugs. And, hey, they're not Scorpion anymore. Problem solved. Yeah. On the topic of a few bad apples, where are... All of the so-called good police decrying this, right? Standing well, up and saying this should never happen. The police chief Where has spoken they? out. A, no, no, I it. mean the rest of the police across right. the nation, across the world. Where are they? Are they standing up? Are they making noise on social media? Are they taken are they, to the streets? Are they taken to the yeah. streets? Are they are they protesting against this themselves? No, they're yeah. pr- probably plotting ways to avoid this happening for themselves. Meaning, avoid getting caught in the future, like. Remember, guys, you got to remember to turn those cameras off. Yeah, that's one thing Next I have kill never someone. heard about is these uh, these police that do these terrible things getting arrested by other police. Right. Like, sure, the, the police chief, whose job it is and who will face heat himself if he doesn't do anything, sure, he does something. But have you ever heard of the police just going and arresting, hey, you assaulted them, you murdered them, we're going to arrest yeah. you now. Or stopping them in the, in the process. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. In this case, there was like what four or five police beating yeah. this guy, right? 
where where was one of them going? Hey guys, this is wrong. They cut it out. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got Evan on the line in Texarkana, Texas. Evan, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? A uh, long time listener, uh, first time caller. Thank you. Uh, I'm 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 gonna give kind of an unpopular opinion here, but all right. uh, first of all, cops absolutely were in the wrong. I, I will never, never ever waver from that. What they did was abhorrent, and and they deserve whatever punishment is coming to them. But on the flip side of that coin, this 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 death could have been completely avoided by Tyreek. How's that? It, 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 well, I mean, if if you comply from the very get go, now I'm not saying that you know the cops are in the right. I, I don't like cops. I I think that the way that they go about things is completely wrong. And I've been pulled out of a car at gunpoint mm-hmm. before. It's not a fun experience. It it sure. it it, revo- it, re- it it makes your flight or flight response go on five thousand. Yeah. But. If you sit there and run, well, I, I, I mean, whatever happened to me after I run, I mean, you know, that was kind of on me. Well, maybe you know? if the police if, would quit if, murdering if, people, it wouldn't get people to get into their fight or flight response as soon as they're interacting with them. Look, I did point out last I, night I when we dis- when we discussed this, uh, I did point out that I saw the part where he did run from the uh, from the cops, and I pointed out that that never goes well. It's after just, they sprayed him in the face with mace that or pepper spray or something, I, I didn't know that was afterwards. Well, he was resisting. He was resisting before they sprayed him. In, well, I don't. I, I from in the video, whenever they pulled him out of the car, they didn't pull him out of the car. And then just start making. He started, from what I've seen, he started wiggling around and all this stuff. If you just let him put the cuffs on you, that man would be alive right now. It, now, he would have a case, and, and instead of being in, instead of them put, pulling a funeral, He'd be having a lawyer for a civil rights violation. I mean, this guy Maybe. is not a superhuman. I, I don't understand why they had trouble putting cuffs on him. I don't either. I mean, you know, you got five guys that sit there and obviously work out and are trained to do all this yeah. kind of stuff. Well, let me ask you, have you have you heard the stories of people who do let the police arrest them and then get killed while in custody? Like they get a, yeah, a special uh, kind it, of it, van it ride happened. and get slammed against the wall of the of the car so much that they die? Yeah, you talking about Freddie Gray up in New uh, Freddie Gray? I'm talking yeah, about exactly. a lot of people. Yeah, that it happens plenty. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that was the that was like the most that was the mo- like more popular one yep. that, that or a news story, yeah. but. Uh, I mean, yes, of course, um, but at the same time, you know, you have to you have to make a choice. You know, like like, do I want to take a chance of like, like you have a lot less chance of end up being arrested and ended up dead in the van than you do if you run and fight. Maybe that's what this guy did, though, right? They were they were he felt so afraid for his life that he decided he had to run, that the only chance that he felt he had for surviving this encounter was to run from these thugs. And so he did. And now he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Me- and and, and it, it was an unfortunate decision, mm-hmm. you know? Well, let, and, me, let and, me ask and, you, because, like, uh, here's, uh, here is what would motivate me to resist arrest. So, right now, I have seen uh, it is getting worse and worse in terms of uh, these 
un, these brand new medical treatments. There are the, this clot shot is getting forced on a lot of people, and I do not see this government becoming less authoritarian. Mm-hmm. So if I allow of them to not. arrest me, if I let them put me in jail, how do I know that sooner or later they aren't going to put some unknown substance in me that hey, if I'm lucky, it'll just kill me. You don't. No, okay, you don't. I mean, and, and, so then this and, and, isn't very but, good but advice now, time, is it? Well, but I'm not, I, I would still rather take a chance of, of taking a jail ride, uh, a ride to jail and something bad happened to me that way yeah. than I would fighting the cops sit right there. I got to agree with Evan no on this. I mean, look... <laughs> Having been arrested on multiple occasions, if you give any kind of resistance to these guys, including like not standing up when they want you to stand up, right? Like if you just go limp, which is not per se resistance, but just simply not assisting them with the arrest. If you don't assist them with the arrest, they at the very minimum will charge you with resisting arrest. And now you're facing even more time uh, in a prison cell if they don't bash your head off the, the side of the police cruiser or the nearest curb. That's exactly curb. what happened to me. I'm a I'm a bigger guy, and you know I got wider shoulders, and 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 whenever I turn around and they I, I follow, I complied with all directions that they gave me, and because of the way that you know my arms go behind my back, because they don't go as close to that. Whenever my arms are behind my back, my wrists don't touch as easy as some other people's. They took that as a sign of resistance. I was thrown to the ground and and and, and cuffed. They're like stop resisting. I'm like Jesus. I'm not resisting. It, it happens. I, I I get it. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and 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 take the take the chance of getting pepper sprayed, getting shot, getting beat. Now something may happen. I I, I like I said, I'm not disagreeing with 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 the authoritarian part of this. That 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 I I hate that the America is slow becoming a police state. But at sure the same is. time, whenever you get into a conflict with these authorities and you have an interaction with these authorities, you have the best chance. Of living and moving on and and possibly suing them by just simply complying. Thank you, Evan, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing they, from you. They use violence to gain your compliance, mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. Yep. And when you are the subject of violence and you get to a point where you are literally afraid for your life, they the cops like to play that play this one. Oh, I feared for my life, so I shot him. Well, this kid feared for his life, so he ran, and now he's dead. And what was he, uh, like, what were they concerned with him doing? A traffic stop, traffic violation. A traffic violation. So they needed to apparently use lethal force to stop this person from resisting arrest for a traffic violation. Yeah, I actually had not watched that part of the video yet. I had seen the beating portion of the video. There's apparently only one uh, police camera that they revealed, even though there's more than one cop on the scene at the the initial... Uh, well, it's inside the car initially, but then the cop gets out right. of the car, and then they hold him down. He gets he gets away and runs uh, runs off. But I hadn't watched the actual pullover scene, so I do want to review that footage just to see exactly how that goes. I can tell you right now, they've pulled him over in a left turn lane, which is kind of unusual. They actually appear to have stopped him by pulling up a cruiser in the oncoming lane of what would be traffic, but it's it's nighttime, so there's not that much traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the police cruiser. So imagine you're in a left turn lane. Yeah. You're at the you're at the light. There's no car in in front of him, and the police have literally like boxed him in with cars with more than one uh, with more than one car. Yeah. So wow. like this isn't your standard. Okay, put on the lights, let him pull over. Right. Uh, kind of situation. 
Yeah, what do you think's going to happen? His instinctive desire to survive the encounter is going to kick in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sometimes that means that your instincts aren't telling you to be submissive to a predator. Uh, Also, the police footage here from City of Memphis does say that there's no audio for the first minute. And I've noticed this with police body cam videos where when they're released by the departments, they censor some of the audio in the footage before the relevant, quote-unquote, relevant portion happens. I want to see and hear the whole thing. I want to know what was the radio traffic going back and forth while this guy is, this officer here, is in his cruiser coming up on the scene. What are they saying to one another? If they did nothing wrong, they have nothing to hide, right? Right, right. Right. So I think that's really suspicious, and it's not just the city of Memphis. This has happened with multiple yeah. it's, uh, it's SOP, standard operating procedure yeah. for these thugs. Rules for thee and powers for me. Uh, we're going to continue here. Rob is on the line in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live, Rob. Hey, uh, so I want to clear something up. A co- you know, guy that called there a couple times back there that, you know, there is uh, the watch commander uh uh even said that they had no they have no explanation why the police were pulling them over hmm. there's no there's nothing there's no according to this watchman commander there's no reason why that they why he was pulled over yeah, he's got no warrants or anything like that uh okay from, from what i read it you was know, suspected of a traffic violation does he have any criminal history does anyone know about that, Not that uh, the, the only thing that i have learned is that you know, the guy's a photographer. Okay. You know, uh, that, uh, you know, he uh, had called, you know, his mother and told his mother that he was on his way home. Mm. You know, I mean, according to what his mother said. But, I, I, I mean, this is an absolute tragedy. That and, makes me wonder well, if there's like more said, going on it, in it, this story. Like, did he, had he, like, accidentally even, you know, caught a photograph of something that they did not want getting out? Because, I mean, there's, they didn't act for no reason, and I'd like to know what the reason was. Well, I mean, when you watch the video, if you've watched it more than once, you know, you'd almost think that, you know, that this was like a hit, you know, because, I mean, just listen to the, the officers when they're talking. I mean, they don't, they're not paying any attention for this guy for about 20 minutes mm-hmm. before an ambulance came in. And it was just like a regular routine, like a regular ordinary day. You know, and some of the officers were complaining about this and about what this hurt and that hurt, and they're all out of breath and everything. Of course oh, yeah, are. the poor officers. You just kicked a, a, the, the living snot out of this guy. You yeah. know? Yeah, and no, that's exactly what this sounds like when you're describing it. Like, if you had, like, a mafia that was doing a hit on someone, mm-hmm. this would be a really effective way to do it. You w- you wait until they're in their car, stopped at a light, in the turn lane at night, when there's not a bunch of people around, and you box them in with three cars. Yep. Man, that is a perfect way to that's perform scary. an assassination. That is scary as hell. Yeah. It is. I, I mean, or maybe... Maybe they got the wrong car. Maybe it was they were looking for somebody else that they were going to do that to. Good question. Who knows? I mean, if this guy doesn't have any criminal record, you know, they're going to explain what's happened here. The only way I can think for individuals to combat this 
in a peaceful way is to arm yourselves with cameras. Mm-hmm. Get yourself yeah. a camera in your car. Get yourself some sort of a recording app on your phone so that when you do get pulled over, you're recording the entire interaction so that if you die, there's at least a record of how it went down. An honest well, record, one that's not censored right. by, you know, the, when they release the video officially without audio or missing parts of video. Well, it's like I was saying last night, Captain. You know, it's like this This is a thing now. Rob, you're a little muffled. I don't know if your phone shifted uh, positions there. But, uh, Thank you. you know, this is a thing but... now. And, and you know, it's a 50-50 chance of whether you're going to live or die if you get accosted by the police now. Yeah, I wonder if there's anybody out there listening that uh, when they see the the blue and red lights go on behind them when they're driving, if they feel comfort, if they feel like, oh, it's my friend Bob or whatever, right? You know, no, no, uh, no. They all feel that 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 pit in their stomach. They all feel that fear. They all mm-hmm. that fight or flight instinct starts adrenaline kicking rush. in. That adrenaline rush. You're like, mm-hmm. oh no, what now? Oh God, the last thing I need is to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, Maybe a chief, huh? One of my underlings. Uh, according to punish them according to Newsweek's story published yesterday they have no evidence to suggest that Nichols has any criminal record of any kind at this point so that wow. if there is any kind of record it has yet to to uh to surface rob thanks for calling and sharing your thoughts here tonight the number for you if you want to join us uh, phones are open here at 603-283-6160 uh, you can, of course, bring up absolutely anything you want. Protests happening in various different places around the country today. According to the uh, coverage at CNN in New York, skirmishes broke out between protesters and police officers as demonstrators crowded Times Square. According to video posted to social media, three demonstrators were arrested, one of whom was seen jumping on the hood of a police vehicle and breaking the windshield, according to NYPD. Protesters also gathered in Washington, D.C., to demand justice for Tyree Nichols along the West Coast. Protests were in Portland, Oregon, and San Francisco. So, yeah, a lot of uh, people got out today, apparently, and expressed their frustration, which is unfortunately all anybody knows how to do. Yeah. They don't understand the real problem here is, as you pointed out, guys, earlier tonight, is the existence of this monopoly on violence. That is what the state is. That is what the government is. Is and that is who the police are. They occupy this position of protecting not you, but the state itself, but the politicians and the uh, the entire power structure. And until people come to the conclusion that this system needs to end, that yes. it is outdated, it is barbaric, and it is not fit for quote unquote civil society, because this isn't civility. This isn't being civil to one another. No, it certainly is not. This isn't the scorpion group that's bringing peace to neighborhoods. Scorpions don't do that. They bite you. They hide in the dark, and then they bite you when they uh, when you come close to them. And they inject right? you with poison. Yeah. And maybe it is just the raw senselessness of this. Because every other time, when at least when I hear about that I can remember, that the police, you know, murder someone who's not harming anyone there's at least something you know i mean speeding or something or they looked like someone that they were looking for or something but with this i mean there's it's just completely senseless so i mean uh, i can see why this would freak people out where it's like wait so there's literally nothing i can do to even protect myself from being murdered by these people 
Right. And we all know that uh, police have manufactured many things, whether mm-hmm. it's context, whether it's framing somebody by planting sure. evidence. Throw some drugs on him. Yeah. Uh, you know, they could have done anything they wanted to attempt to sort of explain their way out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that this particular guy knew that uh, when his when when the confrontation You think that's occurred. why he ran? I mean, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Here's got to be somewhere. Here's in the back of your yet mind. another black man struggling against the police, who's completely innocent of anything, so it appears, right? And you know, he's put in a position where he feels his life is being threatened. He figured he was going to die, so he might as well run. Yeah, and when you corner an animal, it causes them to to reach into their lizard brain, yeah. the reptilian complex, and it only knows how to do a couple of things. And in this particular case, fighting was not that choice. It was fleeing. You, you, know, know, you know what you don't see in any of the video is any de-escalation techniques. Oh, hell no. You don't see any of that. Uh, by the way, I did get a technical note here from Jay in our chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com, the on-air now room. He says, just speaking to my uh, complaint that there's like a minute of no audio on this video yeah. footage, uh, he says the 30-second or one-minute audio delay is built into the police body cams. He says it's done on purpose automatically, of course, so they know they can talk about whatever they want before hitting the record button on it. Essentially, the cams are always recording video, but not audio. The video automatically gets deleted in those 30-second or one-minute segments if the record button isn't pressed. The video cache is only saved to RAM, so you can't recover police wrongdoing off the flash memory if you tried. Hmm. Of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't it work the way it works for, well, everybody else on planet Earth? Right. Uh, You might end up with accountability. We can't have that. Their technology can only serve to help them and harm you, not the other way around. Officers have been charged with murder in this particular case. The Memphis Police Department has been unable to find anything to substantiate the probable cause for reckless driving, which is what they claimed that Tyree was apparently doing before they pulled him over, which why would you need three cruisers to pull somebody over for reckless driving? And the video of the encounter shows a, quote, disregard for life, duty of care that we're all sworn to, according to the spokesperson for the Memphis Police Department. Well, just being a police officer uh, violates those things. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea that they care is just, you know, sorry, actions speak louder than words. And I'm not just talking about the actions of these five officers. Yeah. What about the other ones that came onto the scene? Did they show care for uh, this gentleman who had been beaten by these men? Right. Did they show care? No, it took, according to this uh, news story, 23 minutes from the time Nichols appeared to be on his back on the ground before the stretcher arrives to actually take him away. In the meantime, police and uh, whoever else was on the scene just uh, described as milling about. Yeah. And uh, it's my understanding that the police are supposed to be trained first responders with regards to medical care and things of are that they? nature. They're, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to perform okay. first aid. And so if they're the ones who beat the guy yeah. and then they do not administer first aid, that to me is premeditation. It's a very good mm. point. 
If you want to join the show here, the number is 603-283-6160. The Memphis Police Association, which represents city police officers, expressed condolences to the Nichols family and said it doesn't condone the mistreatment of citizens or abuse of power. But yet the police associations associations are regularly backing up these officers who beat people and get away with it. In a lot of cases, it's the police union specifically who fight to get these officers' jobs back after they've been, in many cases, fired from some departments. Why don't you just apologize while you're mid-beating? Bam! Bam! I'm I'm so sorry about this! Bam! Bam! I don't condone this action! Yeah, you're making making me do this. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. We really care about you. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> it's yeah. our duty to yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, more coming up here. You can join the show and bring up whatever you want. Captain, you've got a related story. I do. Coming up. is free talk live and the phones are open if you want to join the show here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we're talking about the uh, the latest police murder no i'm not saying the police were murdered the police murdering a innocent person here who apparently was just simply trying to drive home to his mom's house and uh, got pulled over and that is not even the right term boxed in is more accurate right uh in this particular case boxed in by multiple police cruisers members of the so-called scorpion force who then stung him to death by beating him by punching him in the face by tasering him by pepper spraying him by kicking him in the head uh, according to what i saw in some of this uh the footage that the memphis city of memphis has posted on their vimeo channel which we link to on our social media if you are on our social media or not yet you can go to social.freetalklive.com you can sign up there and you can follow the at ftl account you'll find our posts of show prep and things like that there um we've uh, been covering this story as you know fairly in depth so far tonight if you have a comment you're certainly welcome to join us i know captain you have a related story about apparently a man who was disabled or is disabled is he even alive at this point this guy well so this, he had an encounter with the police he had an encounter with the police in december of 2022 mm-hmm. so this is a sort of a follow-up story because uh the headline is a swat team wakes up couple shoots unarmed disabled husband oh god and then attempts to cover it up all right we're gonna get into that coming up here in moments but first we have this caller on the line what is your name you're on free talk live uh, my name is Walt. Well, you're um, on the air. Hey, man, I'm from Bullhead City, Arizona. Um, Excellent. Um, I've, I understand all this. I, I watched an armed conflict last night in my neighborhood. Wow. <laughs> what happened? They, well, uh, evidently, uh, uh, somebody called on the man. He'd come out, to, out the door with a gun in his hand. And so the neighbors called. And uh, anyway, the law enforcement showed up. It was uh, over an eight-hour standoff. Hmm. Um, the man barricaded himself back into the house and, um, evidently he, uh, fired on law enforcement and, um, 
they shot him five times. <laughs> Damn. What was the um, alleged thing he was doing? Was he just simply walking outside with a gun, or was he threatening someone uh, in his home or outside? I don't think there was any, any threat involved. I think he just come out, and he was brandishing a firearm, and the neighbor got nervous, and um, and it escalated into that. I Does Arizona that. not have open yeah. carry? Yeah, I thought Arizona was oh, yeah, like a gun-friendly yeah. place. Yeah, we have open carry, we have concealed carry without permit, and we have all that. But apparently, um, something had something had triggered him, and um, and I don't know if he was threatening or not. Where the details are mm. are pretty slack okay. right now. I wonder if he told them to get off his property, and they refused. Did they yeah. kill him when they shot him five times, or is he in the they, hospital? They, they shot. They shot five times. There was a stray round that hit uh, another person in another, <laughs> and, and it's an RV park. So it's, oh, jeez. Uh, RV, RVs do not have much for protection. Nope, the and they're close by to one another. Yeah, yeah, and the bullet went through and uh, went Damn. through her trailer and hit her, and they flew her out flight for life. She's going to be okay. Uh, but he came to the door, and I and I was standing in the yard, and I heard the five shots, and I'm like, "That's a that's a trained officer shooting right there." Because right. it was five, and it was rabid. He barricaded himself back in, and like I said, there's hold on. So he went there. back in the trailer after the five shots. After the five shots, he barricaded himself back into the trailer, and uh, RVs are not nothing to barricade yourself nope. in. But uh, I heard him trying to talk him down. I could. I was listening to the whole thing uh, and trying to talk him out. And wow. then I heard two two muffled shots, and then it was over. So don't know the details. So yeah, you that. don't know what happened to this guy. No, I don't know. They said they arrested him, but I don't. Mm. I don't think they arrested him. Mm. I really don't. But the details, are, like I said, this happened late last night. So the details have not come out. That's uh, crazy. But as far as law enforcement is concerned, uh, I've had my own run-ins with them uh, many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got pulled over going into a small town in Nevada where I used to live. That's where my son lived. Mm-hmm. Um, three weeks before, I had been pulled over by local law enforcement and my truck searched. The next week, I come up to see my kid. They searched my truck again. Why are they and searching that- your truck? You're not giving them permission, yeah. are you? Um, there was, there wasn't much choice. They pulled me out of the truck and said, we're going to search your vehicle. We think you're running drugs. <laughs> so they didn't even they ask you if they can search your vehicle or time. say, show you a warrant. What's the probable cause for that? Now, now the probable cause is, is just because of who I was and their, their assumption that this is what I was doing. They know um, you, these, these cops know you, they're from the, you're from the town. Originally? I was from the town. I, mm-hmm. I had moved away, but they had known me for 17, 18 years, and I'd known them. I know them all personally. Mm-hmm. Um, the second uh, time, the uh, second week I went up, they searched my truck again, found nothing, jacked me around and, and all. The third trip, uh, I, I decided I would go in the morning. I was coming into town about 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I passed the lieutenant, who I know personally. Mm-hmm. There was a, high, a highway patrol and another deputy behind them. The highway patrol and the deputy flipped around on me. And I said, oh, here we go again. Wow. So when I got into the edge of town, they pulled me over. They pulled me out of the truck. They said, hey, oh, we need to discuss your bald tire situation on the front of your truck. <laughs> and I got out and I looked at them, and they're not bald, but they were they were worn. And mm-hmm. I said, wow, you guys have got good eyes to see both <laughs> While in motion. Yeah. Miles an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and there, it was an amazing feat. 
And yeah. they said, and uh, they said, well, we can't. I said, as soon as I get home, I'll have new tires put on it. Um, just visiting my kid. And uh, they said, well, we cannot let you drive this vehicle in this condition. And I said, well, tow it, and I will go get it. Right. And they said, in order for us to tow it, we have to search your vehicle. Wow, that's point, horse hockey. At that point, I, I kind of lost my mind, and I said, no, you're not. And I got in my truck, and I put my hands on the keys. One of them had my uh, left arm out the window. The other one leaned across my mirror of the truck with pepper spray. And uh, when I built a fire in that truck, he started spraying. Yeah. <laughs> when I got five blocks away, I realized I could not drive anymore because I could not see. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to kill myself or somebody. When they got to me, my truck was shut off. I was laying on the ground prone, and I still had to go have stitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They, had to, they had to punish you for you know disobeying oh, yeah. them and uh, running oh, away. Yeah. Yeah. Have oh, you yeah, talked to any attorneys about all these, uh, what I would consider to be illegal searches? Um, I, I did not talk to them. They, they arrested me that night or that day, um, put me in jail and gave me a slew of charges. There was like five felonies that I wow. was facing. Wow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I talked to an attorney. I the can't... least you can do is make them do extra paperwork. Come on. Yeah, exactly. What are the felonies you're facing? Like fleeing, fleeing, fleeing from law enforcement, mm -hmm. uh, resisting arrest. Uh, there was there was a slew of them endangering people because I, I did I was running about a hundred mile an hour when I when I decided to leave. You say was so? Is this are you still uh, are these still pending charges? Oh no, they're not. These these are these are long term charges. But they let me out. They they put me in jail. I was in jail for about three weeks. They took me down uh, to a, a a separate area. Um, this is like rural Nevada. Mm -hmm. so they took me to another town. They had me X-rayed because they thought I ate. They thought I was running dope, and uh, they thought I ate a bunch of it. So they they can just X-ray somebody. <laughs> Yeah, they they just looking for the balloon that he swallowed right. or whatever, right? Yeah, man, uh, they're they're preaching to me, oh, this could explode in your stomach and this and that and the other, and um, there was nothing, you know. That, uh, I remember when we used to jail. say that uh, you weren't allowed to subject people to unwanted medical treatments. Wow, guess that's a thing exactly. of the past. How long ago was this? Well, this this was in uh, uh, 1997. Oh, so okay, it's been a long while. It has been a long while. I've uh, I've gotten a lot calmer in my life. What happened know, after the X-ray? What was the next thing? Well, the X-rays and everything, and and I pretty much told them, you know, I was kind of half-ass joking with them. Excuse my mouth, and uh, I was joking with them about it and all this uh, about the X-rays and that I might be pregnant and everything because I knew I hadn't eaten anything, <laughs> right? You know, but they did all that, and then they uh, they. They processed me and moved me to another another town, and I spent three weeks up there uh, with no yard time, nothing. And um, on the Fourth of July, nineteen ninety-seven, they came, opened my door up, and said, "You're uh, free to go." They dropped the charges. They dropped uh, five charges, five or six charges that were on me. When I went walking out to the gate uh, to, to process out and everything, they signed the paperwork, and a, and a, a gentleman walked me out. And, of course, the first thing I asked him for was a smoke. He mm -hmm. gave it to me, and I said, what happened here? And he says, you're clear of all these charges. 
but you're under investigation by three other agencies. <laughs> and I said, really? Uh, but the whole the whole slew, and then after that, I couldn't even go to that town without being pulled over. Yeah. I, couldn't, I could not even, I couldn't move around. I was walking up the street and had a cop car pull in behind me and hit his siren. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I mean, for all the problems that people have in big cities, like small town cops can be even worse, right? Because they all know who you are. They know what car, car you drive. If they want to pick on you, they're damn well going to pick oh, yeah. on you. Depends on and the town, that's for sure. politics, too. And, and to this day, I am scared to go back into town. Sure. Into that town. I'd tell my my son, you're coming to visit me. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm scared to go there because it, it would not take all that much for me to be gone. You yeah. know? Wow. That what a story. Uh, and, and clearly, it sounded to me like the reason why they dropped those charges is because they were doing illegal things to you, right? Like yeah. the, the illegal searches of your car. Then what I would say is an illegal search of your body where they x-raying you, even though you're in their custody. I don't think they have the right to, like you said, just do yeah, unwanted medical procedures. Yeah, on I'm you. pretty sure that's I, I like, that's against so international either. law at that point because you are subjecting someone to unwanted medical yeah. procedures. Yeah, oh, I think. Yeah, and it, they they uh, it took me about three 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 weeks to get my truck out of impound because the impound did. They cut my carpet in half. They ripped the floorboards out, of the floor mats up. The yeah. carpet up. They cut my headliner. You got they no compensation for that. Headliner. They didn't cut you a check, yeah, right? They, hmm. Yeah, they they tore my ch- truck up. Yeah. So when I went to get it, I had to work on it for an hour and a half before I could ever drive it. <laughs> you know, and I, I was amazed. Um, two weeks later, after getting my truck out of impound and all that, back into town. But I went way early in the morning, and I parked it out on the main road, and I walked away from it. And I sat back and I watched these, the highway patrolmen leave out for work in the morning and a deputy behind her. And they saw that truck. It was like the the brakes hit back to the station they went. And then the next thing I know, I've got law enforcement following me around while I'm on foot. Amazing. Well, great story. I mean, terrible story, but well well told. You you definitely kept our interest. And uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Go ahead. Uh, no, that that that's about it. It's just uh, it, it is out of control. And as uh, I, I know a cop here personally here in town where I live now, and he was in law enforcement. And he says I got out of law enforcement when it became us against them. Mm. That's the thing is a lot of if there are good cops, a lot of them quit their jobs. You know, they're not there anymore. Uh, thank yeah, you for the call, Walt. I do appreciate hearing from you. We yeah. actually used to have a police trainer who was a listener to this show. He may still be, but. He came out to like some event that we met him at at one point, and like real deal, right? Like he had the he had the look and everything. Yeah. So um, he said that you know it was his job to train the you know the next generation of cops, right? But he's seeing every year he's got a fresh generation of of recruits that he's training, and he said that over time the quality of the recruits was going down. That that they were getting more of a term that I'd never heard of before. He used called badge heavies. These are people that are attracted to the job because of the violence, mm-hmm. because of the power. And he saw more of those people and fewer of the, hey, I just want to make my town better. You know, I right. want to keep people safe, those those types. So more psychopaths, more like openly obvious, crazy, uh, power sick freaks were joining. And he ended up quitting his job over that, if I recall correctly, uh, well, just this, because. 
this is what always happens to these organizations is that the people who join for the ideals that they're supposed to represent, well, they get in there, they find out that these ideals are not actually being upheld. Right. And the people that join because they want to maintain this organization, they stay in, rise through the ranks and keep it going. And of course, keep it from doing the things that it says it does. Right. Imagine that police department we were just hearing about them in Nevada, small town, probably no more than a handful of officers, right, for this town, and they're picking on people and they're doing illegal searches. Imagine you're the good cop, quote-unquote, that just got hired on on this small-town police force, and you're like, you got rose-colored glasses on, you're like, I'm going to help catch the bad guys and I'm going to keep the town safe, and then you go out on your first run with uh, one of these corrupt scumbag cops Mm -hmm. and you see him doing things like pulling people over searching them illegally planting drugs or whatever other nonsense is going on and you think to yourself what do i do about this i mean i see this guy doing all this illegal stuff but i'm just the new guy here Mm -hmm. how am i going to be able to put a stop if i arrest him What's going to happen when I take him back to the station? There, he's buddies with the entire police department. They're going to turn on me. Right. So you can understand why a quote unquote good cop stays quiet in these circumstances. Yeah. I'm not excusing it, but I'm explaining it because these guys will turn on him. He, oh, you crossed the thin blue line. You arrested one of our brothers. Now you're the problem. Even though you were trying to stop the corruption, now they're going to come after you. Now they're going to find reasons to target your wife. Now they're going to find reasons to target your kids. Here's an idea that will never be implemented that might have some impact. Uh, I think uh, uh, somebody told me once cops stood for citizens on patrol. I don't know if there's any any, any truth to that. that That's how that that came about. But but it seems to me that uh, police and military should be separate entities and we've seen over the course of the last you know 25 years or so that uh, the police are becoming more and more militarized oh no they're separate captain they just get equipment from the military and dudes from the military well no and and this is this is the suggestion law for that called posse comitatus where there was a hard legal separation and if you start mixing them you would be violating the law but they withdrew that law yeah and this is the suggestion that will never get implemented and that is just forbidding any former military from being police Mm. Just you're just not allowed to be police. If you want to be a head basher and a soldier and a murderer and a guy who drops bombs or whatever, then you know, fine. You've chosen to become a soldier. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to continue being a soldier. Don't become a citizen on patrol. And that's an interesting proposal. And what do you expect to happen when you militarize the police? Mm -hmm. Look, when you are dressing these people up and giving them training and giving them equipment that is commensurate with the idea of occupying a foreign land, then they're going to start treating their homes as if it is a foreign land that they are occupying. Mm -hmm. They're going to start treating the the people around in those newly foreign lands as if they are enemies. If you prohibit military people from becoming police, then perhaps you eliminate some of the us versus them mentality because now it's like they're really part of us, right? They're not mili- mm-hmm. former military coming in looking for some place to go that yep. matches their training, right? Instead, they, they're prevented from doing that. And so only citizens can become police. Not it's an interesting military proposal. or former military. Yeah, I mean it. It would probably help a little bit. Yeah, 
I mean, you'd still it might up, make a difference, but it's never going to be implemented, of yeah. course. Well, and, and as uh, Peakless Mountaineer pointed out, power still corrupts, so you right. would still have the same issues. You just wouldn't have them with the same background, and maybe it would be a little bit better. But, of course, also getting rid of the prohibitions, uh, stopping the war on drugs, ending prohibitions on prostitution or gambling or any other nonviolent thing that they're currently enforcing. And again, those would help, too. At the risk of being redundant, the police, as... Uh, the largest organization, I think, in the United States. I think the, if you put all the police together, there might be more of them than there are military. I'm not sure of the numbers, but there's certainly mm, a lot of question. police yeah. right, uh, all across the United States. If they all got together, even if a large percent or a, a, you know 10% of them got together and said, hey, we're no longer enforcing any laws without harm to a person or property. They could do that right now. It costs nothing for mm-hmm. them to do. Mm-hmm. Zero. They still get paid. The taxpayers, of course, still on the hook. But they could do that right now and untarnish their reputation. Yeah. They're not going to do if it, they of course. Cared. Yeah, wouldn't that be an amazing thing for someone running for sheriff to do? And I and I don't mean one of us because uh, we, we tend to run for the for these things to point out how ridiculous they are. Yeah. But no, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing to have someone out there who runs for sheriff on the idea of look, we are harming people that aren't harming others, mm-hmm. and I just want to get in here and I want to put all of our resources toward when they're actually harming people. Right. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of uh, more harm, Captain, you've got yet another story here uh, from a unarmed disabled man shot by the SWAT team. Where'd this one happen? Uh, in Cherokee County, North Carolina, if you read the original headlines in December 22, after police filled Jason Harley Klepfer, age 41, full of bullet holes, oh God. you would have thought that police acted heroically and saved the day. Headlines, however, especially when they involve official statements from police, are often very wrong. Klepfer confronted officers. This is a quote from the, the official stuff. Klepfer confronted officers, forcing them to shoot the suspect, the police initially told reporters, who unquestioningly printed it. The official statement from the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office reads as follows. On Monday, December 12, 22, at approximately 11 p.m., Cherokee County E911 Communications received a 911 call indicating a disturbance with several gunshots fired at 1790 Upper Bear Paw Road. Cherokee County deputies were immediately dispatched and arrived on the scene at approximately 11.17 p.m. Deputies attempted to make contact with the alleged shooter, but was unsuccessful. Recognizing there was an armed suspect present and the potential for a hostage situation, Cherokee County Sheriff's Office obtained a search warrant and requested assistance from the Cherokee Indian Police Department SWAT team. The suspected shooter engaged in a verbal altercation with officers and emerged from a camper trailer and confronted officers. Members of the SWAT team... Members of the SWAT team fired upon the suspect and wounded him. The suspect was transported to Erlanger in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he was last reported in stable condition. However, that was the official police report. Mm -hmm. However, video footage was released over the weekend Hmm. showing this description was a lie. Klepfer never confronted anyone, complied with officers' orders, was unarmed, and had his hands up when the officers filled him with bullet holes, sending him to the hospital fighting for his life. This video I actually have seen. Uh, This was getting shared around quite a bit a few days ago. 
as well. Uh, yeah, I'd seen well, it Well, in December, recently. the article that it was being talked about, but the video hadn't surfaced until this weekend. Right. And then th- what happens is the dude walks out of, it looks like a trailer, right? He's yeah. in like a trailer. Mm-hmm. He walks out the trailer door. You can clearly see he's putting his hands up, and then you see like a laser on uh, on his body, and he just goes down. Uh, so he was not presenting any sort of armed threat in any way, shape, or form. And then what happens apparently is the cops come into the trailer and they notice the camera. Yeah, the the article gets to yeah. that. Uh, according to police, they arrived at the scene that night over reports of shots fired. They wrongly accused Klepfer of holding a hostage inside his home and deployed a robot camera inside his home. Mm. As the video in this article shows, the one you're watching, Ian, the robot camera wakes the sleeping couple, who then get up to see what's going on. As Klepfer and his wife walk out the front door, both unarmed, they put their hands in the air before officers open fire. Klepfer collapses. What the hell? His wife screamed at the officers while helping uh, Klepfer. He's shot. What the hell did you do? Despite shooting an unarmed man and knowing that he's bleeding out inside, officers yell at Klepfer to come outside. He could not. (laughs) As cops finally enter the trailer, Klepfer is faintly heard telling them, I don't have a gun. I didn't have a gun. After the SWAT wow. officers drag Klepfer's, or Klepfer's body from the trailer, they realize that they're on camera and quickly acknowledge it. One officer says, F, cameras. Yep. After seeing the video recording device. Uh-oh. Remember earlier in this uh, tonight I mentioned getting your own cameras? This guy had, had cameras. It. Yeah. There's a camera up in the corner of the trailer. We can talk the whole thing. We can talk more about what happened next yeah. when the police saw the cameras. Yeah. Uh, suffice it to say, they were caught. They weren't expecting that. That's why they said, oh, F. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. What do they have to hide? Oh, I don't know. Murder. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour here. Live Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us here. We've been talking about police beating and shooting innocent people. It's not a news story per se because this has been going on for decades. It's just now we get to see it more often because, well, thankfully there are more cameras around. More people have them and... You know what? More cops have them these days. And I think that you know, there was a lot of debate early on as to whether or not police body cameras were a good or a bad thing for uh, freedom. I don't know who was debating that. <laughs> there was a debate. Yeah, that debate happened here on I, I, I on can't imagine that being bad for freedom in any way, shape, I'll or give form. you the argument. The argument against police body cams is that eventually they could uh, tie them into some sort of a computer system. And they could have that video streaming live into the computer system. That computer system could have facial recognition software in on it. So a cop could just be walking down the street, and the computer could then just, he happens to pass by somebody with a warrant. Bing! Identified. Arrest that man. That kind of thing. So it could be like sort of a panopticon. They're kind of doing that already anyway. Mm, maybe I mean, not, not with yet. facial recognition but not they're yet. certainly doing it with like license plate recognition yeah they have license plate scanners yeah, yeah. that's true um didn't they for are those forbidden was, in new hampshire uh, i don't know that for a fact uh i do know that there was a story recently about uh a supposedly private company who has access uh to I- immense data uh, of people's faces 
somehow, some way, mm-hmm. and that they somehow have given multiple law enforcement agencies access to this data. In other words, law enforcement agencies normally have to go through some sort of formal Warrants. process. Yeah. You know, get a warrant, get a judge, get, you know, whatever, right. or be granted some permission by like the federals, you know, the FBI or the CIA, you know, these types of people. Uh, and this particular private company has, for whatever reason, given access to not only regular ass police, but the FBI as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it, uh, is any of this stoppable? I don't think so. I, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that was the argument, though, was that yeah. it could be used to actually find more people that the police want to arrest if it were tied into a computer system. Yeah. Uh, Peakless and I were talking during the break about what if you could just go, like we're in Keene, New Hampshire, what if you could go to keenpolice.com mm-hmm. and then go to officer cameras and whoever was on duty just had their camera rolling at live at any time, and any citizen, anybody, anywhere in the world, that could would be watch. interesting. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Officer so and so do his job. A lot of people it's would so too. Easy to see what a free market in uh, safety and mm-hmm. security would look like. Because if I'm offering you security, this is a it's cheap, it's easy, and it's functional. And frankly, you're going to have a hard time competing with my security company if I have body cams that are on all of the time that anyone can just look at, that it's just complete actual transparency. Like, if you're trying to compete with my security company and you don't do that, you're going to have a hard time. So it's just going to become an industry standard in all of the peacekeepers are doing this so that they have actual accountability. I... At first, you would think that sounds like a good idea, and I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but I'll give you the counter-argument to it, at least from the government's argument would be that it's going to violate people's privacy if that happens. So, you know, somebody calls the police, they show up. No, that's, uh, look, if you're out in public, there's no expectation of privacy. Well, what if you're in your house? Somebody calls your police, or somebody calls the police, they show up at your home, you open the door up, you got no clothes on, or you're telling them your personal information, and so now you've got people on the well, internet. Once you've opened the door, you are allowing public entry to that visual. That's how yeah, it works. No, I get, I if get you what you're walk saying. Naked in front of your window, you can't have the expectation that no one's going to see you naked. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Then um, the other again point is that well, they might be giving up information that is uh, is private or privileged or something like that, and then anybody watching that stream yeah. would have that information. I, I mean, social security I, I understand numbers. Your argument. I think Peakless is speaking in more of a in the absence of the monopoly on violence. Right. The free market mm-hmm. might look something like this. It uh, might. It might. But then another company might say, "Well, you know, we're not going to reveal." But I your- think. Personal information. It's up to the market to work out yeah. those details. Yeah, what would people want to see? Right. I don't know. I can see I can see some situations where that would create some frustrations for all people right, well. who otherwise weren't guilty of something, but now all their personal information is now available on a live stream as far as their phone number or their address or whatever, and maybe that's not helpful for them in certain circumstances. Well, and I would love to find out, wouldn't you, that like, hey, my security company, we have just a 24/7 every time that our officers are out there mm-hmm. doing things, there is a live feed on the internet, audio and video, and you're like, actually, so what we do, we use a little AI program for uh social security numbers to make sure that those don't go out, so mm-hmm. there's kind of a delay on our feed and find out what do people like more. Hmm. Yeah. 
It would be nice if we had the opportunity to have competition in that area. That's true. Uh, so, Captain, you were telling us about a gentleman who uh, was asleep in his trailer, and some kind of noise was made by apparently the police throwing a robot into this man's trailer. Yeah, now, Mr. I've only Klepfer seen, and his wife. I've only seen clips from this video, so I have not watched it from like beginning to end. I did not see the part where the robot got thrown in. I, after uh, watching the video of Mr. Tyree Nichols and then coming upon this story, I did not watch the video. I just mm-hmm. didn't have it in me to, to hit play. So you didn't see him step I, out with the, his hands up there, and get shot? There's some stills yeah. uh, in the article yeah. that show that. So I saw that part. And, and just having watched it again just a few moments ago, that, that portion of the video, he has something in his hand, and I'm wondering if that was the robot. Like, he has this black device. Obviously not a gun, oh, clearly not a gun. Uh, he has this thing in his hand as he's going out the trailer door and raises his hands up in the air. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing he picked up this robot, and that was what he, he walked out with, because it's not obvious what the thing was. Well, they shot him at any rate when his hands were up. Uh, and, yes, they did. and they drug his body from the trailer, uh, and then they realize they're on camera. One officer says, F, cameras, mm-hmm. after seeing the recording device. Police then turn the lights back on. Apparently, they turned the lights out. Uh, as they appear to put on night vision in a futile attempt to cover their actions, apparently unaware that the camera had night vision as well. <laughs> So they, they had turned the lights off. This guy's camera uh-huh. had you know the ability to have night vision like wow. most home security cameras do these days. Yeah, these guys are real brilliant. And so they yeah they attempted to you know cover it up. Uh, yep. Klepfer who straight was, up crooks. Klepfer who was disabled even before the shooting has been in recovery ever since the shooting, having undergone multiple surgeries. Well, and wow. as far as the brilliance of these officers, I remind you of the people who've been denied entry into the police force because of their high intelligence. That's true. Some police forces have IQ high-end limits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They won't let anybody over a certain number of IQ yeah. be employed. Yeah, you might know what people's rights are and not want to violate you them. You might choose to not obey an order, an illegal order or right. something like that. Uh, Mr. Klepfer has had multiple surgeries from the shootings. Oh, man. He's been sharing his recovery on Facebook and says he and his wife are staying out of the state, claiming they fear for their lives with the SWAT team giving them ample reason to do so. Mm-hmm. In a seeming attempt to cover for their gross negligence, police have charged Klepfer with, quote, communicating threats and resist, obstruct, delay. Oh, oh! He delayed them by falling down and laying there <laughs> After bleeding. Bleeding, right? Yeah. Klepfer says he is innocent of all charges, and if the video is any indication, he's telling the truth. Wow! Resist, obstruct, delay. Man, we we just get closer and closer to demolition man every day. Murder, <laughs> murder, death, death kill. kill. <laughs> Resist, obstruct, delay. <laughs> Uh, just God, actually show the, the police weren't robotic enough. Yeah. We just need to add these kind of crazy words to it. Uh, Bonnie had not seen Demolition Man, so I showed her that a few weeks ago, and she, Did she really figured out it. the shells. No one knows how to use this, the three seashells. <laughs> Everyone in that world does. Well, there was actually a theory that no one in that world does either. They just all pretend like they do, and that uh, no one really understands that. Uh, that circumstance uh yeah i'm gonna go with the evidence is uh contrary to that because <laughs> people are gonna want to wipe and since there was no other way apart from cussing until the ticket machine gives you the power to, to yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, for listeners that don't know if you haven't seen demolition man it is one of the most 
predictive mm-hmm. movies of our time. Highly it, prophetic. Really, really nailed yeah, uh, there's, a lot of things that came true. Like there are certain movies that libertarians, anarchists, freedom-oriented people refer to frequently. Mm-hmm. The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? Uh, v for Vendetta. Yeah. Right? That kind of thing. But yeah, you're right, man. Demolition, Demolition Man, man should be in there. Just nails it on the head. Mm-hmm. Just gets it right in so many ways. It's, <laughs> yeah. And also a star-studded cast, right? Yeah. Uh, Stallone. Uh, Sandra Bullock, yeah, Dennis Leary, uh, Dennis Leary, Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a bunch more, and there's a bunch of people you recognize. And while we're making lists of prophetic movies, I got to throw in Idiocracy there. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm due for another viewing on that one. Which, which I'd like to point out something that, ago. like, I mean, a lot of people get very uh, sort of uh, hopeless and blackpilled off of that because they see how terrible mm. things go. But I'd like to point out that even in that movie, there was this encapsulation of humanity that was immune to that process. And that the introduction of that humanity back into what it had become was what pulled it back out of the fire. Hmm. So I do see that as a very real possibility in our future. So you have the Free State Project. You have people who really do love liberty coming together and creating a community that becomes more and more immune from this kind of destruction of the human spirit. Yeah, it has to happen uh, because just people going out in the streets and shouting and protesting and getting angry over the police abuse is not going to change it. We've seen this, you know, this process repeats itself over and over again. Cops murder somebody. People get mad. They take to the streets. Politicians pretend to care. They simmer things down. There might be a conviction. And then things go back to relatively normal. There's no actual changes that are made to the system. And whatever uh, changes are being proposed aren't fundamental enough, even if they were to make those changes, which what I can tell, none of those things have transpired. Right. uh, Because there was like the proposal to uh, sort of defang the police supposedly and like have mental health experts be the ones that are called to certain circumstances and then only have the police getting called out to like violent circumstances and on its face that didn't seem like a bad proposal if you're going to have a monopoly police force to try to make things less insane they just never implemented but it never got implemented never even got even close to getting off the ground even in minneapolis where they burned the damn police station down Mm -hmm. over this situation And I'd like to point out that to us, it is just as obvious that you can't have this position of special rights as it is to normal people that you put water on plants. Indeed. Uh, So if you want to join the show here, you can. Sarah's doing that in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah. Oh, yes. Uh, Thank you for my call. Um, I just want to say... Thank you for... You're welcome for our call. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, our state is uh, in session right now. You're I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's only two months. It goes by. Wait, what kind of a session? Are they sitting around like smoking bongs? No, no. They're planning your destruction. Oh. More taxes, more more cops, more government programs. But Sarah loves all that. She loves more cops and more taxes and more government programs. So when the state's in session, Sarah is ready to go. She's all excited. Well, it's amazing that um, they're actually taking calls and uh, they're actually picking up the phone. That's what's the exciting Who part is? of it. Oh, there's their secretaries in each office. Why does that excite you? Well, um, 
most other times I'm calling their home phones, cell phones, and a lot of times that I don't get a pickup or I just all I get is a message. And you actually get their I'm, cell phone numbers? How do you do that? Well, I mean, that's, that's that's what they list on the website. Really, on they the state website. Their, hmm. Well, I mean, this is New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they put their home addresses. That's why this. Okay, that's good. That's like uh, New Hampshire's like that too. Except they'll actually answer the phone here. Do, do yeah. you call these politicians and their phone numbers that you get off the website as frequently as you call Free Talk Live? Oh uh, no, not really. And, and a lot of them, all they got is an email. But mm-hmm. the office right now during the session, that's why I'm all excited. They actually pick up and they want to know what bills HB twenty two, um, auto speeding camera. Uh, so you're excited because is- you get to talk to a gatekeeper now. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm I'm excited because they're actually picking my call. They're writing the bill number down there. Asking you in, in favor of it, and they 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 they're they actually pretending you, to be a responsive so. government. Yeah, they're pretending. You think they really care what you think? Well, I just well, they do have a vote. Uh, we have seventy representatives. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a hold of them before this goes to my H Bill Twenty Two. All seventy of them goes to their vote. You know, I what's HB Twenty Two? Um, use of the enforcement of. Uh, use of automated uh, speeding enforcement. That bill, that's what I'm tracking. So it's still in committee. So before, I want to I call all of them before they vote on it. So that's my goal. So See, this I, is I'm what we're up against, guys. That. People like Sarah. Thank you for the call tonight. People like Sarah, busybodies. The people who show up are the ones that make a difference in these systems. Now, look, we are pointing out that if you're talking to a gatekeeper, you're not talking to the decision maker, it probably isn't going to make that much of a difference if you're just talking to a secretary. But to some extent, it is true. Somebody with the, the uh, dedication that Sarah has, she's willing to try to spend the time that it takes. And I'm not saying that everyone should do this or whatever. This is, you know, if you can just contact your local guy, that's usually enough. If you've got, if you've got activists in one particular area... Uh, but she's calling all of these state representatives, and she's telling them what she wants them to do. Now, maybe they're going to ignore her, but if there's a lot of people like her, maybe they'll listen. And at the very least, she gives them an excuse to do what they wanted to do already. Mm, they can right. say, look, I have these people calling me up day and night asking yep. me to enforce more of these laws. That's exactly right. Um, so even though politics sucks, and it does... It is what we have at the moment because we're not likely to convince our neighbors yet to completely reject the system. As much as we might like that to be the case, that's not going to be the case, which is why the Free State Project and the Liberty Migration to New Hampshire is so important. Because people like Sarah exist in all 50 states, in all countries all around the planet, but there's people like us who are not in favor of speeding cameras, are not in favor of police militarization, are not in favor of big government programs and more taxes and all that. But there aren't enough of us in any one given area. People like Sarah outnumber people like us everywhere on the planet. New Hampshire is the only place where we can tip those scales in another direction. Yeah, and you know, a lot of folks will, uh, you know, will have callers and occasionally hosts who who speak of, uh, you know, uh, and even uh, political parties now want you mm-hmm. to think that there's there's an upcoming revolution, 
right? And they want to pit the Democrats against mm-hmm. the Republicans and the civil war that's coming, you know, all this crap. It's yep. no, no. What we are here in New Hampshire is part of the evolution. Mm-hmm. That's right? right. And if you want to be a part of the evolution and you want to contribute to the freedom of mankind, get your ass to New Hampshire. And I'll tell you one thing, too. If you want to live in Sarah's world, just wait. Because it's coming. It's becoming more and more exactly what she wants it to be. Now, if you want to escape her world, I'll tell you one thing that can help you really well. Learn cryptocurrency. Mm. Learn Mm -hmm. how to use it. Because the central bank digital currencies are being created. And once they are fully implemented, that gate is shut. They will know everything you do, and they will be able to control everything you do. If they don't like who you voted for, they'll ping you for 5%. If they feel you've eaten too much meat, you won't be able to buy meat at the grocery store. And it's whatever they want to do, unless you have your own money. And it's not as difficult as it used to be. There are uh, you know, advances in the technology, particularly wallet providers. I use Edge Wallet still. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got some yeah. things in store coming up. But uh, if you can use something like uh, Venmo or Cash App or something like that, you, you can, can use, use Edge Wallet. wallet. Yeah. yeah, it's not that difficult. It's not even more difficult than any of those to learn how to use. The so, learning curve is lower than, than it's ever been. Than it's ever That's been. True. And there's more innovations happening in cryptocurrency on a daily basis. But it's not good enough. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. Like if you live wherever it is you live... It doesn't hurt to get into crypto. It doesn't hurt to get into precious metals. No yeah. doubt about it. Right. But what can you do with it? In your area, in your region, are there any businesses that accept it? Are there any businesses that are taking gold backs? Now, there are some in places like uh, Utah. There's some gold back accepting businesses right. there. And uh, I think uh, Wyoming's getting some as well, thanks to the folks over at goldback.com. And for listeners that haven't checked that out, you really ought to. They're not a sponsor, but I love them. Uh, they, they make an amazing product that makes oh, gold useful. There's a Again. tremendous number of things you can do with it. I mean, mostly through uh, uh, through cards. So you use uh, you use your Bitcoin or yeah. your Dash or whatever. You you buy the the shopping cards. Yep. You spend it at. I mean, just about everywhere. Gas stations are a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's still a few. I think Chevron is is one of the ones that you can get these uh, these cards for. But it's it's kind of hard to get gas for it. Is really like the only thing that I have honestly had trouble with. Like, uh, are you the, trying to live on crypto exclusively? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm I'm working my way towards okay. it. Yeah. I know Joel Valenzuela has been doing that since I think. 2015 so I mean, he's the expert he lives here in new hampshire he lives out in the seacoast area and he gets paid in crypto yep. and he uses these cards like you're talking about as yep. a solution because obviously not everybody takes crypto so right. this is a way to kind of have a medium that the crypto uh, gift card economy is real there's several yep. different websites that you can go to dash direct has done some great work yeah mm-hmm. uh, they have a separate app other than the dash wallet the dash direct app where if you just have some dash in your wallet you can go to almost anywhere. I was at Home Depot uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, needed some supplies for some you know, light uh, construct remodeling kind of stuff I was doing yeah. in my kitchen and was able to buy supplies with Did Dash. Did you get a discount? Uh, yes, through the Dash. It yeah, was through the you know, Dash whatever, direct, a couple right? percent or something. S- something. But it was something. something. Yeah, it wasn't nothing. You See, know? That's, I, that's what I really like about that. I wish I, you know, I'm not allowed to use crypto under yeah. my bail conditions with a Crypto 6 case, but I mean, I still keep up with a lot of what's going on, and that has to be one of yeah. the most exciting things, because one of the things that crypto has not quite failed at, but has stumbled at, 
has been the actual usage of crypto. There's so right. many people out there that are just, oh, you huddle, you got to hold the crypto right. and There's never do anything There's one thing that anybody in any states in the U.S., and maybe even Mexico, probably Canada as well, can do with cryptocurrency, and that's if you do any looking at Craigslist whatsoever, mm-hmm. craigslist.org, uh, whatever your state or your town or whatever, wherever you're looking, you can look at other states. You don't have to just look at yours. But they have this little handy box you can check on the left-hand side yep. of their page that says cryptocurrency okay. Mm-hmm. If you just click that box, it'll sort every – if you just click on like the for sale column mm-hmm. of all of the things and, and it'll have all the things. Then you crypt, you sort by cryptocurrency okay. You'll find a whole bunch of people selling a whole bunch of things that are willing to take cryptocurrency. No yeah, and literally everything you can get on Amazon you can get with cryptocurrency. And That's look, true. now this isn't a great thing for if you want emergency money, have that in cash. But for long-term savings, it's absolutely the best thing I'm aware of. Uh, Saveitpurse.com is how you can buy on Amazon with your Bitcoin cash or your Bitcoin. And get a discount. Uh, last I heard. Yep. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's talk about unlicensed eggs. On the way here, this is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. We got enough time. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass here in the studio. You can join us online, of course, anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, coming up here in about an hour from now, it's going to be Beard Talk Live. Beards! Uh, these two gentlemen, uh, Captain Kickass, Peakless Mountaineer, will be joined by our friend Nobody for Beard Talk Live tonight. It also is a, with a beard. It is a show, but it is not on the radio, which means it doesn't have the FCC hanging over its head with all of its rules uncensored yeah biatch there's, there's no uh there's no censorship on beard talk live we don't have the dump button it is not even accessible uh during that show so you can call in and say anything uh that you want to really i can't even use it for a flush effect no nope, afraid not <laughs> Damn. afraid not uh, you can pull up the flush effect if you want to yeah, on I know. some I know. website. <laughs> i just like the one we have we do actually have sound effects in the in the system here if you want to use those you can uh, but check those guys out. They're on starting 10.30 Eastern. They usually go to about 1.30 Eastern, usually a three-hour show. Phones are open, as always, and it's Beard Talk Live. Uh, you can watch them live at watch.freetalklive.com. That takes you over to our Odyssey live streaming channel. We're also on whatever other video platforms you might happen to follow us on at those times, presuming they haven't banned us, which some of them do sometimes. So that's why we recommend Watch freetalklive.com for beer talk live tonight some folks who uh don't get a chance to call into free talk live during 7 to 10 p.m why on saturday nights we go 10 30 till about 1 30 so mm, yep. you can call into that as a as an alternative and you don't have to worry about being censored yeah and you can uh if you can't listen live you can also listen later the full show does appear in our podcast which if you're not subscribed to you can go to feeds.freetalklive.com and you'll find links to our rss feeds there that's feeds.freetalklive.com our, our amplifiers also get a copy 
That's correct. And as I understand it, Riley, our Daily Digest guy, is now making a Daily Digest of Beard Talk Live. I spotted that in the feed this week. So I've, right. I've been told that that was supposed to happen. I didn't see it in the feed. Though. I saw it. Okay. It right. was there. Killer. So that means if you Thanks, are time-challenged and you want to get a you know less than an hour summary of Beard Talk Live, then you got that option, too. But All you right. do need to follow our podcast for those options over at feeds.freetalklive.com. I wanted to come back to what you were saying. We were talking about cryptocurrency, and then we can get into... The eggs, the unlicensed eggs or un- unpermitted <laughs> eggs. into those eggs. Well, they're, it's more important now than ever. I it's mean, an with expensive subject. Egg prices are eggs. going I crazy. Mean, eventually that price is going to come back down and I can put them back in my diet. But man, it's you were just t- not happening right now. You were talking about uh, something that people can do is get into cryptocurrency. And I said, well, yeah, but what can you do with it? And mm-hmm. you gave an example of... Kind of one of the cheat codes of crypto. You can go and you can buy these gift cards online for various different corporate sort of shopping experiences. And that's cool. It gives you a way to get out of your crypto and actually turn it into products and whatever. And that's I, I think that's great. But what I meant by that is, can you actually do something within the community? Meaning, is there another human being with which you can interact? Are there multiple human beings with which you can interact in regards to buying and selling things for cryptocurrency? And in most places, the answer is no. The answer is as a flat no. There's no say, other. It depends on where you are. No. So, like, so I say most places. If you're places. in El Salvador, if you're in St. Martin's, if you're in, I mean, depends on where you are. If yeah, you're in true. certain parts of New Hampshire and not other parts of New Hampshire, or as uh, the captain was pointing out, if you go on to Craigslist, there are actual human beings who will take yeah. cryptocurrency. Even here in, in like even in like Vermont or whatever, like you can uh go to any state mm-hmm. on the Craigslist website and look at what's for sale in that state if there's a state near you that's yeah. you know not too far a drive or whatever. That would be an interesting thing. thing to do is to go through all 50 states and see, you know, how what are the most crypto-friendly states I as mean, far as Craigslist? It it seems to be the same thing uh or the same mm, trajectory as Craigslist itself. That mm-hmm. is to say the larger metropolitan areas have more stuff for sale for mm-hmm. cryptocurrency yeah but i mean the per smaller capita. areas have so less stuff you would have sale. to figure it out per capita in order to really tell right. which one was the most but that's the point i was trying to make is yeah it's not a bad idea to get into crypto it certainly is going to be likely good for you in the long term we can't know for sure what the future holds but in the past is any indication then that may be true in the future uh, but it's better to have an actual community of people with which you can use your cryptocurrency. Yes. Not just mom and pop businesses that you can actually physically go to as we have here. We don't have enough of them, but we have some. We're certainly not at St. Kitts level where there's like literally like over a hundred businesses on its tiny little island mm-hmm. uh, that take cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin Cash yeah. in their case. They're like, I think the top place on the planet right now st martin and st kitts are blowing everybody else out of the water it's like not yeah. even close yeah. but new hampshire's doing fine i mean we're doing good as far as the rest of the united states is concerned mm-hmm. and what you don't see on the map on like the crypto maps is how many individuals are accepting cryptocurrency for various different right. personal services that they may offer I, I mentioned earlier i was doing some light remodeling in a kitchen i hired a person in mm-hmm. the community uh, to help me with some, you know, painting and sawing and you know stuff like that. Right. And I was able to pay him in crypto. Perfect. And it was a win-win situation. Uh, you know, he got some work and some crypto. I got some help, and the job is done. Boom! And you didn't have to touch dirty fiat that's in right. order to do that. Dirty cash. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the key that I wanted to point out here is: if you're a crypto person or you end up getting into crypto and you feel a little lonely, 
If you're a liberty-minded person, if you believe in freedom, you've got to get to New Hampshire. Because not only is New Hampshire the destination for freedom activists, liberty, libertarian activists, it's also the destination for crypto-libertarian yeah. activists. There's no mm-hmm. other place in the United States Currency that has, activists as well. Yeah, like, because that has that. New Hampshire, even before crypto and even before the, the free state project and the larger liberty migration, uh, the live free or die state had a bunch of uh, gold and silver bugs with yes. it. So, you know, that is a, a, a solid base here. You know, New Hampshire is based in that respect. And we true. still do. We still have plenty of people that will take uh, gold backs are exceptionally popular. Yep. Uh, silver, uh, because of its uh, denominations, very popular up here. Now, and, and to, all of that makes quite a bit of sense to me, because if you think about it, this is the currency of the Internet. So, like, just mm-hmm. like U.S. dollars are the currency of the United States geographical area, then the native place that takes cryptocurrency is where it originated which is the internet yes so in the same way that like yeah there are places down in mexico especially that uh, they will also take dollars just because they have such a, a booming tourist trade with america in that same way there are places in meat space that also take cryptocurrency right but the more the 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 more dominant it is as a currency the more you're going to see that take over the the physical world uh, just as uh, you know mexico doesn't take uh, i i forget what's uh, what's even, what the other side of their border is but uh, i don't know how uh, guatemala yeah, so I don't know uh, how how much uh, Guatemalan currency they take. Probably some on the southern border would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. yeah, my guess would be some uh, as as it's closer to it, mm-hmm. but it's probably not nearly as popular overall as U.S. dollars because of how popular dollars are sure. in the world. I'm trying to think of like things that I've spent cryptocurrency directly on on the internet. Uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is uh, there are several VPN providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That will accept cryptocurrency. Uh, there's something else that I'm forgetting now. Newegg That's, did for a time. I don't know Newegg if they still did. do. There, there's a couple of retailers that will accept cryptocurrency. There's more than a couple. There's um, a lot. Of, you just think of the oh, ones yeah. you spent it at. Right. And yeah. That, that's, yeah. I'll, I'll, so I'm just saying, and I'm not that big of a spender yeah. of the cryptocurrency. I'm I'm top heavy on crypto versus the USD. I'm not completely out of USD, but I would love to be, but unfortunately sure. I have to be yeah, in it sometimes. Check for the so, water bill. Yeah. So, I, you know, but if the 80/20 rule applies, that that might be an accurate mm-hmm. description of where I'm at. And and that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a step-by-step process. So the first thing people like obviously the very first thing they have to do is know it exists, but I think yep. we've pretty much crossed that threshold because yeah. I mean, it, they list the Ethereum and Bitcoin prices on uh, on the news at this point. So wow. So just about everyone like knows this thing exists. Okay, that's your first step. Now the second step is you have to start learning how you use this thing. Right. And then you actually get some. So I think that there's a whole lot of people probably listening right this very second that, you know, they know this exists, but they haven't really taken the time to learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. So take that time. I'm trying to encourage you. Look, we have a minute. We we have the absolute police state hasn't hasn't locked its collars around us just yet. So take a minute. Go learn how to use this. Maybe one day we can use it to buy eggs. (laughs) <laughs> That's good advice. What's going on with the uh, the egg situation? I mean, we've uh, we've all seen the prices in the stores. If you if you go shopping and you buy food, you've certainly seen that eggs in most places, just the cheapy, yeah. quote unquote cheapy, formerly cheapy, white eggs, the worst 
eggs you can possibly get are now at least five dollars for a carton yeah. of 12 six seven bucks is not uncommon mm-hmm. in the u.s eight bucks is an unheard of uh this is from uh theblaze.com u.s customs and border protection recently announced a rise in egg smuggling into the country wow amid soaring poultry costs and inflation According to CBP's reports, egg products and poultry seizures at the southern border were up. <laughs> poultry seizures? <laughs> so we're up. Am I the only one that's thinking about a bunch of shaking chickens? <laughs> uh, <laughs> egg products and poultry seizures at the southern border were up 108% from October 1 to December 31 of last year. The Economic Research Service. Hold of- up. What was that? Run that percentage by me again. According to CBP's reports, egg products and poultry seizures at the southern border were up 108% okay. wow. from October 1 to December 31 of last year. The Economic Research Service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture noted that during the same period, the price of a dozen eggs increased from three fifty to five thirty. That's $3.50, $5.30, due to, quote, an avian flu outbreak that forced farmers to put down 43 million chickens, unquote. Hmm. In December, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico saw the country's most significant egg price hikes, with the cost of a dozen eggs increasing over 64%. Wow. Data Assembly reported Oregon, California, and Washington experienced an 18% increase during that same period. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that in December 2021, the average cost of a carton of a dozen white eggs was a buck seventy-nine, compared to four dollars and twenty-five cents in December. Oh man, a one hundred and thirty percent, thirty-seven percent increase. The director of field operations for Z- CBP San Diego field office, Jennifer Della O, posted on Twitter earlier this week about the increase of eggs seized at the border. "Quote." The San Diego field office has recently noticed an increase in the number of eggs intercepted at our ports of entry. As a reminder, uncooked eggs are prohibited entry from Mexico into the U.S. Do you know how hard it is to intercept eggs without them breaking? Failure to declare items can result in penalties of up to $10,000, De La O wrote. Hold on. Uncooked eggs are prohibited? Meaning... There's no way to import eggs from Mexico at all? As a reminder, uncooked eggs are prohibited from Mexico into the U.S. Failure to declare agricultural items can result in penalties up to $10,000. Hang on. There's more. With rampant drug smuggling and a migrant crisis at the open southern border, De La O's Twitter post led some users to question the CBP's priorities. According to CBP Uncooked Eggs, are prohibited from entering the U.S. from Mexico because of the risk of bird flu and Newcastle disease. As a result, eggs seized at the border are incinerated. Okay. So, uh... Hang on, hang on. Wow. Uh, CPB Supervisory Agriculture Specialist Charles Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, <laughs> told Border Report that egg smuggling had become common amid skyrocketing poultry prices. Amazing. My advice is don't bring them over, Payne said. If you fail to declare them or try to smuggle them, you face civil penalties. Payne did add that the $10,000 penalty De La O mentioned is typically meant for undeclared illegal commercial shipments, not individuals. According to Payne, individuals who attempt to smuggle a modest number of eggs into the U.S. will likely, likely face civil penalties closer to $300. 
The advantage of declaring is we will pick it up with no penalty issued. If you fail to declare it or if you attempt to smuggle it, there's going to be a penalty, he said. What does it matter if eggs come up here with quote-unquote avian flu? I mean, do people get that? Is that a thing that happens? Uh, Have y'all ever heard of somebody coming down with avian flu? Doesn't that just infect birds? I I remember there being a scare about the possibility of it at one point, but as far as people actually catching it, I I hadn't Bird flu, swine flu, pig flu, horse flu. According to the CDC, the government's own propaganda arm here, it says human infections with avian influenza A viruses are uncommon, but have occurred sporadically in many countries, usually after unprotected exposures, e.g. not using respiratory or eye protection, to infected poultry or virus-contaminated environments have resulted in mild to severe illness with a wide range of symptoms and complications. Zombie chickens. Does that mean you can get it from the eggs, though? If the uh, you know the chicken has well, avian now, influenza, here's a wild idea: cook them, right? <laughs> just just wouldn't that solve the problem? Ball in here, I know it's, maybe, it's crazy. Maybe wash your hands after you're done making yeah, the I eggs. Mean, yeah, I mean, I forget what it was, but wasn't there like this you know incredibly deadly disease that a bunch of eggs had? Like, and I it turned out that uh, what what was causing this is that they put so many hormones into the the hens that they were just uh, spitting these eggs out so fast that it would tear their uh, their. Uh, uh, cloaca and caused them to bleed on the eggs and that was uh, what was infecting them in the first place uh, but yeah i remember that there being something about that and like it's uh, it's why you couldn't have like uncooked eggs in your um uh, cookie dough for a while but like yeah i mean this who got the avian flu first the chicken or the egg <laughs> <laughs> no this is the classic case of bureaucrats yeah, shoehorning yeah this is a classic case of bureaucrats shoehorning uh, an existing law to fit something that uh, a new crisis, you know, has come up about, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they've never experienced eggs being smuggled into the U.S. before. So they, of course, have to, they feel like they have to do something about it. And the only tools that they have available is coercion, mm-hmm. right? $10,000 or you're going to get fined and blah, blah, blah. Or you're going to be stopped at the border. We're going to search and we're going to seize and we're going to incinerate your freaking eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was because you know we can't like actually have, kills you. Can't have people trading openly and voluntarily with each other without yeah. any bureaucratic intervention. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's uh, it, it's catching. Sorry, the pardon the pun, but it's uh, getting two birds with one stone on this <laughs> because on the one hand they get the protectionism of uh, oh well we, we we can protect our domestic egg market this way. And they get to fear monger about avian flu because, believe me, there's another pandemic somewhere in the pipe for them to try and scare us with later. So if you've ever gone to Mexico and gone to the grocery store or Walmart or whatever in Mexico, one thing that's going to stand out to you is that they don't refrigerate their eggs down there. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Mexico, apparently Europe, and basically the rest of the world doesn't do this. You talk about protecting the egg industry. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. There's mandates that say that you got to have washed eggs in the United States. And apparently when you wash an egg, it actually gets rid of a special layer of protection that is on that egg, which means they then have to refrigerate the egg so it doesn't catch salmonella. And like, there's this whole bureaucratic 
nonsense that has been forced upon the egg industry here, probably at the behest of some of the biggest egg producers, would be my guess. So that's why they have to keep it in refrigeration the whole time. They have to, and there's, and of course, that's just going to increase the costs of having eggs in the United States. So of course, there's going to be a demand to get illegal eggs across the border i mean i just how ridiculous is it that we're talking we're sitting here we're talking about illegal eggs i can't believe it but here it is and the point is they were doing this before the egg prices went up Mm. simply because somebody has a demand for them yeah and i i gotta tell you i don't think a bunch of these people have refrigeration units to get those eggs here i think they're just relying on the fact that eggs are built to be at room temperature (laughs) without spoiling of course they are otherwise there wouldn't be birds yeah and if birds are real and if you look at uh (laughs) you know grandma and grandpa's uh, you know ways of preserving eggs there's all sorts of uh you know we'll call it little house in the prairie or prepper style methods for preserving eggs that don't require refrigeration yeah i want to go to the phones here uh caller you're on the air on free talk live what's your name hey i'm andrew hey andrew what's on your mind tonight Hey, um, sorry to change the subject. No, it's I no was problem. gonna ask you guys, um, have you have you heard of any any violence that's happened in, in Memphis oh. in the riots or anything? Has there been any? Um, the I only mean, violence I'm aware of is the cops uh going after this Nichols guy. I have not heard. Uh, the story we had was just a general overview tonight. It wasn't yeah, like a broken windshield's all I heard of. That was New York City. Oh, that was okay. Uh, but Memphis specifically, I haven't heard anything. I heard some people were blocking traffic on some bridge somewhere in Memphis, but that's that's it. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten the details. Have you? Well, that's I've I've been working a lot the last couple of days, and mm-hmm. I, I haven't really been keeping up with it. Are you I, in I Memphis? In a, well, I live in a town called Jackson, Tennessee. That yeah. Uh, it's the, the the next biggest city uh, east of Memphis, okay. and um, it's it's kind of been tense the last week just because people talking about well what's going to happen and this and that and you know I just want to say I haven't heard of anything happening and honestly I'm really proud of how they're actually handling it you know people are out there doing stuff but I haven't yeah. heard of them burning stuff down and I feel like there's you know I. I I don't know. I kind of like. I kind of like to see that. You know, it's Me too. not like some of the other things that have happened where people come out and they they start to loot and burn stuff down and everything. So I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, that kind of kind of makes me happy to see at least they're not uh, committing more violence. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come to that. Nothing is more counterproductive than going out and destroying the community that are the victims of the police. It makes absolutely no sense to burn a place down that's owned by somebody who's, you know, local or even not even if they're local, they employ local people like to stop targeting business owners. It makes absolutely no sense. It's insane. And talk about undercutting your message like you're saying, hey, these people are too violent. So let's be violent. That's that's. That's no way yeah, to get I your message across. To, I just wanted to point that out that I, I, I was I'm I'm actually proud of how they're they're handling it. So, yeah. um, and I don't I don't think that's been pointed out, but um, it's a good point. I, I haven't heard of anything, and I think that's a good. I think they're doing, I think they're doing as, as good as they can in a situation like that without without uh, be, you know contributing to more violence. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and we I certainly call for civility in in these matters. It, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to voice your anger. Uh, it's okay to work towards some sort of change mm-hmm. uh, in whatever way you see fit as an individual. 
but I too am glad that thus far it seems to be, uh, you know, the responses are civil. Thank you for the call tonight. Do appreciate thanks, thanks, it. Oh, go ahead. Thanks, appreciate it, guys. All no, right, I just think, I, no, I just wanted to point out something positive. All right, dude. I appreciate I like it. We just, you know, get caught up in the negative. So, yep. Hell yeah. anyways, I appreciate it. The world needs more positivity. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, for the call there, uh, 603-283-6160. Yeah, it's part of how we're wired. It's uh, it, We pay more attention to negative things because you can only be so happy, but you can be all the way dead. So your nervous system will prioritize that. And that's also how how we spread our information is like we, we will first say, hey, watch out for this. And then say, hey, here's this cool thing. Mm-hmm. So it's good to consciously counter that and, and say, hey. These people are behaving really responsibly in spite of the fact that they are really obviously quite angry right now. So I wonder how it didn't get into the actual volume of eggage that are uh, being confiscated down there at the border, did it, Captain? It just no, it just said it was up like 130 percent from one year to the next, but it didn't actually say like how many truckloads of eggs that they not, are no. that they are seizing and then incinerating. Was it when mm-hmm. they uh, they catch them? Yeah, burning yeah, them? Yeah, they'll, they'll incinerate them. Yeah, and it cut off in December, so I'm sure it's gone up from that. Because the prices are going up. To now, exactly. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, in other related news, El Salvador. We've been covering them off and on over the last couple of years, ever since they announced that they were going to be uh, making Bitcoin legal tender down there. The mm-hmm. president of El Salvador, who by all indications is you know just another power monger like you know all presidents are. But one of my favorites. But he is entertaining because he sort of presents himself as this Bitcoin maximalist character. And he is sort of taking on the IMF, mm-hmm. uh, the International Monetary Fund, and the dollarization of the, the world to some extent. So he's, a, he's an interesting character. He has announced... That uh, in the past year, almost every legacy international news outlet said that because of their Bitcoin, quote-unquote, Bitcoin bet, El Salvador was going to default on its debt by January 2023. He said since we had an $800 million bond maturing this month, he said literally hundreds of articles made this claim. And now they have made the payments on their debt. They're probably not good, but they, uh, you know, they did made the payments when everyone said they couldn't. And did this get covered by all that media? And they no, say, oh, no, sorry, we were wrong. No, sure wasn't. Maybe uh, we'll talk about this another night. See you tomorrow. FreeTalkLive.com. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Porkfest. Forkfest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. ForkFest.Party.